started lightning out and I was like well time to stop doing this dumb shit <laughs> I'm gonna go and not die uh, but I, I grabbed this ride like, the lightning yeah. ride the lightning you said that a little Yoda like I was like does he say that <laughs> ride the lightning you must ride the lightning you must did you watch Revenge of the Sith first I watched question. about the first 35 minutes of it so far so just the Coruscant battle <laughs> <laughs> yeah did you dude I read a thing that that was like two hours before they edited the film that's kind of awesome I've heard that before imagine too. if that was the movie that should have been Attack of the Clones Attack of the Clones should have just been they're just on a mission together, and they're oh, they're buddies. Yeah, buddy cop. That, that would have been so fucking cool. Well, because the best stuff in Attack of the Clones is the buddy cop stuff when they're together. Yeah, which is like yeah. the movie just falls apart when they separate. Oh, you mean for two hours of its two hour and like thirty minute runtime? Pretty much. Is um, Attack of the Clones the longest or Sith? Well, now it's Last Jedi. Jedi. Yeah, but I think attacks the second longest. Okay, Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's just Dude, all I got to say, all I got to say is they can never, ever, ever make 4K editions of these movies because they will oh, look boy. so bad. Like they already look terrible. So like unless they redid all of the shit, which would actually be kind of sick. Like if he just that would be cool if they just let George Lucas like fuck with the prequels. They're like, fuck it. Like. Might as well. Like, that's the only I way you would that. sell the prequels. I would love that, honestly. They're like, 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 so fucking special, cool. Imagine if you did special editions, dude. Special prequel, the special editions of the prequels, where it's, it's like, just, for the last 20 years, I've heard all of your complaints, and I'm going to do something about it. George re-edits the prequels. <laughs> But, like, he just uses all the original footage, too, and, like, redoes the backgrounds and, like, new technologies and shit. Like, I would watch the shit out of that. I'd watch the shit out of that because then it would be. (laughs) It would be better. Like, it wouldn't be great, but, like, it would be better. in an entirely different, like, universe. Like, (laughs) like it can just be in a fucking sky. It's just Sky Captain or like Sin City. You know what I mean? Like some other weird green screen movie. Just put it in that environment. Put them in like 1930s New York from King Kong. Yeah. (laughs) I was talking to a a new coworker today uh, who's big on movies and stuff like that. So I was just like shooting the shit. Um, Told him that I saw uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which we're going to talk about a little bit. Um, And then we're talking about other movies and he I, he brought up I forget why he was like did you see the Goosebumps movie from a couple years ago I was like yeah Jack Black's great in it uh, and I was like Jack Black but then I was like then again Jack Black's great in everything he's like I haven't seen a bad Black movie I uh, no I watched uh, The House of the Clock and its Walls how was um, that I watched it on a flight and I mean it's like fine it's like 
Do you, hey, did you ever want Jack Black to be your magic uncle, your magic wizard uncle? Like, okay, yeah, I did. <laughs> he just should have been genie, man. Dude, I that was I brought that up in conversation. I was just like, he should have been genie because it's just Jack Black as a magic wingman uh, with infinite energy, uh, and also because his cover of friend, "Never Had a Friend Like Me" would have been the fucking best. He's got a good voice. Yeah. Like he probably has like on paper a better voice than Will Smith does. Me. Oh, for sure. You know what I mean? Like range wise, like some tenacious. <laughs> oh yeah, he would be he would be rigagooing all up in there. Oh my god! It, and he'd probably bust out an acoustic guitar. Like, come on! <laughs> like, why summon, not? He'd summon Cage at least three times for the yeah, for it the just like comes the out of his body. He just like Cage. morphs into another green, or like he's like a green one or something. And he just has his beard and everything. Cage, it would be him in the opening when he uh, is the narrator. Um, and it's Robin Williams, who's <laughs> the voice. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah, yeah he does Arabian Nights. Oh, man. I still haven't I did, seen Aladdin. I, I was just about to say, I was like, and I actually heard it was pretty good. And after The Lion King, I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I guess maybe I'll watch it because it's supposed to be okay. Uh, Guy Ritchie's a pretty fun director for the most part. Like, I never, like, I'm like bored by a movie he's done. I hated Sherlock Holmes too. Yeah, like, but like, I was like, what's most, the mystery? I don't think yeah. they solved a mystery. I, like, I remember like almost at the, right before the third. What act, year did like, that come out? I want to say 2011 or 2012. But I remember there's like a big reveal where they're like, oh, "That's it, they're all twins," and I was like, "Who's all twins? <laughs> they're twin twins, Basil." <laughs> Um, Sean, I'm talking about twins, because you know, buddy, and twins. Because, buddy, like I'm a simple guy. You know, I love a good beer. I love watching football on TV. I watch, I like watching uh, quarterbacks eating dirt. I like girls that wear short skirts <laughs> and those twins. It took me longer than it. I almost said it took me longer than it should have Something to about remember that. Some of those like parties never ending. How do you remember that? There's like parties that never <laughs> end and tweens. Uh, no, it's because I reference it all the time during improv shows. And now my team gives me shit for it all the time because they're like, why? I'm cracking my knuckles directly into the microphone. I apologize. It's everyone. fine. I do. It's um, the, uh, uh, but I reference it all the time during improv practice and a couple times during shows. And if anyone brings up twins during a show, I immediately just... <laughs> and I do it like if anybody tells me that they're a twin, I'm just like... Because <laughs> it's just like, it's funny to me that that was like marketed as like the sexiest thing in the world. <laughs> Fucking twins, bro. What about... um? So I wa- I've watched them a couple times. Oh, God. And so a couple are burned in my brain. Because Scary Movie 3, that, that's where you're going, right? Well, no, I was thinking of, like, if they're just, like, listing things in an improv, like, and you just come out, and twins. Yeah, man. You know I would. And then, like, <laughs> fucking confetti. Um, yeah, That's not really sparks. improv. Um, no, I'd be, like, a sketch, but it is a thing in my back pocket where I'm just like, yeah, I'm, I'm, this is a dumb thing that will piss off and make laugh everybody on my team. And I will do it at the drop of a fucking hat. 
you gotta have a couple of those. <sighs> you know? So good. Um, yeah. So, uh, do you want to talk Spidey? Uh, yeah, I wanted to talk. I want to get that out of the way. <laughs> I want to do like there's like two news items that I wanted to talk about, and the first one was Spidey. Yeah. Let's. We gotta air some grievances. So yesterday I was off, and I think it was right around when I was like. Whenever you texted me, it was either right when I was, like, just gotten back from a bike ride and then was starting to, like, lift or something. And by that, I mean, like, do free weights exercises. You got to the, the gym, dude. You got the oh, thing. Got gym, dude. Oh, okay. Smoking your stogies. I'm smoking my stogies like that. <laughs> just fucking my arm fucking in the... gun show, like, dude. It's a fucking gun show, bro. Um, but you would text me that, like, they're like, yeah, Sony is getting the rights back completely from Marvel. And I was just like, fucking pull the rug out from under them. I I think when you had sent me that, I was basically just like, I, I fucking can't right now. <laughs> I was like, because like, I've been thinking about it since then, too. Uh, and a couple people were posting about it online today. So it, it, it's Spider-Man's out of the MCU. So he's not... There's, they can't have Johnny Fabs. They can't have any mention of Stark. They can't have scrolls. They can't have Sinestro? him hang out. Or not Sinestro. Sinestro. Um, uh, Mysterio. Okay. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna circle back to him. You, they can't have any of the previous characters or anything like that. I don't know about Mysterio, but now, all right, jumping around a little bit. The a couple people on Facebook were posting about it today, and I was, like, getting way too heated about it, and then, like, realized that, and I was just like, what am I doing? Like, why am I <laughs> mad about this? And while I was reading that, like, the rainforest has been on fire for, like, three weeks, and no yeah. one's reporting on it? Yeah. Yeah, so that happened, and then, like, somebody posted, like, a charity thing, and I was just like, you know what, I gotta, I gotta do something. <laughs> but, dead serious. But anyway, um... Uh, the that was part of my argument where some a couple people were like, no, I think this is good because yeah, on one hand, Disney should know everything, but on the other hand, f- I fuck everything Sony's done. I, the, the arguments I've heard are that, I mean, Spider Verse is great, so clearly <coughs> Sony knows what to do with it. Uh, They're batting two fifty right now, dude. Spider Verse is not proof that Sony can handle this shit. You know what I mean? It's no, look, they they just need they do need to get a good creative team behind it. That's that's the key. Exactly, and that's the thing with Spider Verse. It's that it, it's it's more like I've seen so I've several people posted that Spider Verse is like proof that they know what they're doing. I'm like Spider Verse is proof that Lord Miller can do no wrong because they can you give Lord Miller a pitch that's terrible on paper and they will fucking figure out how to do it, but it's probably gonna take them three years. Which is fine, but like an animated Spider-Man movie that's not like having it's that, so it different. There's it's so have, different. Yeah, but it's so different. But it also sounds kind of terrible on paper if you think about it. Like three years ago, it's an animated Spider-Man movie that's different than the Tom Holland version that's coming out. It's going to introduce like five or six new Spider-Men. Also, by the way, the Sinister the Sinister Six are in this fucking thing. It's animated, and there's. And it's a fucking Sony produced thing. Like all those things on paper, I was like, I don't. Why are they doing this? And then the trailer came out, and I was like, Holy shit! I've literally never seen this before. This is mm-hmm. cool as fuck. Um, as the voice cast started rounding out too, which was which was really really good. Um, 
So I, I was like, I was like, people keep saying that, but that doesn't, it doesn't fucking mean anything. Like no. Spider Verse is great. It, They're gonna fuck it up. The first two Raimi movies are great, and they fucked up the third one. Like just because, like <laughs> just because, um, just because one movie is good doesn't mean like the next movie they're gonna make was automatically gonna be good. Like that's mm-hmm. just that's just dumb logic in, in general. Yep. It's like, I mean, yeah, you can speculate all you want, and like, yeah, that's obviously the most recent thing that they've done with Spider Man, but like. It's such a different medium. They can do so much more and get away with so much more. And mm-hmm. like, you can't make that a live action movie. No, no fucking way. Be insane. It's, but, no, it's. It, I just rewatched it recently, which I think I was saying. It's. Oh my god! Every fucking frame of that thing is. <laughs> it's fucking perfect. It's yeah. It's great. No, it's like not a knock yeah. on the movie at all. But it is like an insane movie. Could you imagine like just like throwing in all those people casting all those people and like it would break your eyes yeah it it, it would break your fucking eyes it's speed racer tried to do it i i will fucking go die on this hill as i was rewatching, i was just like there's some things in here that remind me of it i think that there's some or it made me realize especially the end the final race kind of thing yeah and all the colors and uh i we're gonna circle back to this but wachowski's are really good at characters having scenes where they come into their own uh and spider-verse is one of the fucking best one of the, it has one of the all-time the all-time fucking best coming into your own scenes the what's up danger scene where he jumps off the building and it's upside down so he's flying up and he's just like breaking glass and like it's awesome that yeah. sequence is fucking great but yeah anyway without peter without tom holland in the mcu too people are like yeah well mate i like it, it, there's nothing good from this because we would have never gotten this version of Mysterio without, I think this version of Mysterio worked better because of his weird deep cut connections to things in the MCU. So it's also like they're done with Mysterio maybe like, and it seemed like he would have been alive. Yeah. And it's, it sucks because it's like sequels to far from home seemed more exciting than farm from there. Wow. Uh, it seemed like sequels to Far From Home were more exciting than Far From Home ended up. And Far From Home ended up pretty fucking exciting in the end. So I... I the thing that pisses me off the fucking most, though, is that it's just too blended in with their stupid fucking Spider-Man villains movie universe that they've been building. Which so far is... The following fucking characters. I'm so mad about this. It's shitty Jim Carrey, Tom Hardy, Venom. It's a bad wig Woody showing up for round two, uh, which for round two, it's at least going to be directed by the fucking circus man himself, Andy, which I love. I I I, love it, but I'm also like this Jungle Book movie was not great. It was not great, but I still love it when a circus comes to town because Tom yeah. Hardy and him f- seem like the same kind of crazy type of like actors. And honestly, just have him do the bowcap for Carnage and then just pop Woody Harrelson <sighs> in when he has to like peel back his Carnage thing, like just and then or just have Andy Circus do it. <laughs> yeah, Andy Circus's like, Carnage would be great. <laughs> yeah, just paint him, paint him red. Yeah, but even worse though. Is that fucking Jared Letter? Jared Letter, yeah, sure. Jared Leto, Morbius, the living vampire movie, which I feel like the main reason they're circling him back 
into just being Sony. I mean, there was obviously Disney was asking for like a stupid amount of control and money and whatnot. Um, they should have just they should have just left it how it was. Like, yep, because they because now all the fans and stuff are pissed off. But I I guarantee he's Spider Man's now going to show up in Morbius and they're going to use that in the marketing. And that's the like I can't like no one. Who the f- I, I'm amazed that movie even went to fucking production, <laughs> which I feel like I've said probably in conversation before, where I'm just like, why? Yeah. Who gives a fuck? Well, at least he won't be Joker anymore. I guess there's something that can come of that. We'll have Joaquin Phoenix. Well, Joaquin seems like he's in a different universe. No, it's and that's fine. But like, as long as he's the most recent person to play oh, the Joker, I'm okay with it. You if know you I mean? still want Cavill to be Superman, and we got Momoa still being there, and they're eventually gonna have a director not quit the Flash. <laughs> not to mention the Cyborg uh, movie. They should uh, get what? they should get Zemeckis or do like fucking George Miller to do Flash. Weren't they on the list? Yep. Yeah. George Miller was talking about doing a Mad Max sequel recently again. He's only uh, like 85. Like, he's <laughs> old as fuck and a doctor, which is like fucking crazy. <laughs> but is he like a fucking primary care physician? Like what? Wait, did you not know that? No. You didn't know George George Miller was like an emergency room doctor. I forget what it what he actually was, but oh, that was part of the man. reason why I wanted to make Mad Max was because he kept seeing all these crazy injuries Accidents. from people and crashes. Yeah. Well, and yeah. So, well, because then that wasn't that like how why the physics of it were so good because he like knew how it worked. Yeah, because he's a fucking doctor. He's a smart dude. Yeah. Damn, <laughs> he dude. made Babe Pig in the city. <laughs> do you? What do you think about the the Sony? It's fucking stupid. It's fucking. I I'm I'm a little more mad at Disney. I think they tried to gamble. What's the what's the fucking word for it? Like, big could, couldn't leave well enough alone. I guess. Yeah. You know, much. like they have all the merch rights. Like, fucking, just be happy with that. Like, Marvel, Disney, fucking conglomerate is making plenty of money. They don't need. No, they're hurting. <laughs> I mean, what? It's like, do you really need the fucking? Billion dollars a year, like really? Billion dollars? Yeah. <laughs> or what is it? Probably like nine hundred million dollars because they get like a half of the first dollar gross or something like that. Well, it's definitely over. It's one point something. They probably made a billion dollars off this. Like whatever the fuck. Like yeah. No, no. And an extended cut's coming out. Did you see that? What? There, an extended cut's coming out where they're adding an action sequence, and I guarantee it's him fighting the mob bosses and the, the mob family in the opening, which uh, was like cut. Yeah, I don't know what else would have been added, but um, yeah, I, it's fucking bullshit. Like that's just stupid. It's a dumb situation. I, I'm assuming they're gonna try to keep negotiating, but who knows? It's it's the MCU, but it's. I think part of the reason why I'm upset is that, like, I was so ready to be off after Endgame. I was like, cool, jumping off point. And I was like, yeah, I'll see Spider-Man. I hear it's good. And I was like, oh, fuck, I'm, I don't know. 
can't, I'm not, I'm not quite ready to go yet. Uh, and I was excited for like what the next movies were going to be. Probably not in the same kind of level of fandom. Like I'm, I feel like Far From Home will be like the last one that I like for sure get on like physical media because I have all of them on physical media because I'm a stupid loser. But the, <laughs> uh, I got the steel book of Endgame right over there on the album and the artwork on it is terrible. I like, is that the one that's like me. the A? It's just the Avengers A or whatever. No, it's I can grab it, but like on the yeah, front of it, it's okay. I'll grab it. Yeah. This is gonna be a great visual bit for. Oh yeah, I'll I'll describe it in great detail to the audience, the the two people, maybe one person that listens to us. We got fans in Russia. Shout out to Russia. Um, we have. Did you I, give a shout out to Russia? That was yeah, the only thing. I we had hear. we had uh we had I checked our stats. We got listeners in Russia now. Oh, hell yeah. I wonder... Oh, uh, what up? <laughs> I was there for Chernobyl the was World, great. I was there for the World Cup. What up? What up, Russia? Yeah, what up, Russia? And I got people from work going in like two weeks. Uh, and in, in a meeting the other day, I was just like, yep, they're all going on a mission to Moscow. And I looked at one producer who I knew would laugh at this. I was like, oh, please count me six. I kind of gave him like, <laughs> To which he laughed to himself, shook his head, and he was like, I hate you. And I went, yeah, I do too. <laughs> Classic. Anyway, here's our good visual bit. This artwork is fucking terrible, though. Look at it, Sean. So on the front, the thing I do like is that it's all the people who survived the snap. Oh. But let's take a look, close look. You got um, Hulkbuster, sure. You got Thor from uh, Infinity War, um, Captain Marvel, whatever. I can't even fucking tell who's silhouetted right there. Ant-Man? Yeah, no, that's right. I was looking at it the other day. I was like, why is he complete? He's like, him and Nebula are like pitch black. Um, I don't even think that's like the right Iron Man suit. <laughs> it doesn't look right. And then, yeah, so it's all fucking weird. Uh, it's like Iron Man 2 or something. It looks weird. And then the back is all the people who got snapped. Look, there's my friend the Vision. Yes, Wanda. Vision did not get snapped. Oh, well, <laughs> oh yeah, he didn't. He just straight Look up fucking died. Face ripped off. Yeah, Peter's just in his homecoming suit. <laughs> Loki's there, yeah, he got Loki Which, yeah, he's dead. never in. Like, what yeah. the fuck? What? <laughs> and then he got way back there. There's Winter Soldier. <laughs> why is he that small? It, it's not great. And there's part of me where I'm just like, ah, I don't know why I got the steelbook that for this. Was, yeah, that was and the pictures on The, the picture's like a, on the in, inside. You can't see it because there's discs, so I don't even know why I'm holding up. It's like Scarlett Johansson and Robert Downey Jr., like headshots and signatures. Huh. Cool. Yeah. I probably should have um, just gone the regular one, but I got excited. I got trigger happy. Anyway. <laughs> the, yeah, the it was like a billboard that had those. They had some really cool billboards for in-game. They did. The marketing was fucking great. Now the, all the marketing is just like the clips of the battle at the end. I'm like, remember when you didn't show any of this, so it was fucking mind-blowing in theaters? Because that was cool as shit. Yeah. Not well, even knowing dude, where the fight would happen. There was straight up a 30 second spot on Instagram where they show Tony snapping. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> what are you doing? I, I, like, I plan on rewatching this soon, but if you keep doing this. Well, I just like, I'm kind of like, some people haven't seen it still. Like, yeah. I, I know most people have. Like, most people yeah. that I care have, but. Come on. I don't know. Come on. Some people are in the shadows. My dad probably doesn't know what the fuck happened in that movie. <laughs> um, 
yeah, Sony fucking sucks, and mm-hmm. I mean they took what was rightfully theirs, I guess, but like they didn't really no. earn it. <laughs> like, no, and <sighs> the only know, the dude. best thing they did was loan him out to Marvel to Disney. Yeah, because now they're just gonna make him play in their stupid black and silver and black and Venom three or Venom two and fucking Morbius the Living Vampire. I'm so mad about that one. Is Morbius a Spider-Man villain? Yeah, he's the Living Vampire. Because in the comics code, I, I like I've I've had this explained in like YouTube videos at me. The um, I phrased that so weird. Um, the he's like because uh, I remember him from the '90s cartoon, and the '90s cartoon explained every villain by like Dr. Kurt Connors would be like by using neogenics. <laughs> neogenics was like all they would say, and they had square barreled like laser gun. Every gun was square barreled and it shot a laser. Um, but Morbius was like a he's a dude and he's not like a he's not like a like a blade vampire because blade the comics code back in the day made it so that like you couldn't have actual vampires because they were so violent and like satanic and stuff so they couldn't have all that like violence and, and everything in comics so they had to write around it so morbius like sucks the life out of people like in the cartoon he had like weird little like suckers on his hands and he would basically suck like the life force and like the energy out of people which would like dry him out and still like be gross but he only did it because he needed that to survive and uh, he was kind of like an anti-hero but it's like uh, Gary Oldman and uh, fucking Coppola's one kind of no, he's pretty bad in that one. He's kind of evil. <laughs> no, I'm saying like he like sucks the life force out of people. Right? Yeah, he's yeah, like yeah, an old guy and he's like a young guy. He's a young guy. He's got tiny little glasses and a top hat and he's in a purple suit and he fucking so so fucking cool. So fucking cool. There's that part where they back him up into a dark closet and his eyes glow bright red and then they shine light on him and then there's a bunch of rats in a big silhouette shape of a man and then they all fall to the ground and it's the coolest shit in the world. It's so... I I saw it for the first time and I rewound that part. I was like, holy shit, like four times. They use like almost all practical effects too, like all in camera. It's like Winona Ryder shoots like a fire ring or something near the end and like that's like the one. Yeah. So it's crazy. That movie is really... And it's a great score too. It's a, it's um, a wild movie. Oldman's got like a crazy red fucking... Thing on, he's like screaming and some he's, shit. He's got, big there. he's got big butt hair. Keanu Reeves is, is doing his best. Keanu we, Reeves is in that movie. He's in that movie and he's in it a lot. And it's you're you're like, whoa, anyone else, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Same thing with the Winona, but like Winona, that's like Winona Ryder back in the day. Yeah, I to mean be, to be gross, but <laughs> I she. The material wasn't great. Writing wasn't great. They probably didn't have a great dialect coach because they both had horrible British accents. Accents are so bad. And Copel was probably just like one of those directors. Is like it's fine. It doesn't fucking matter. Like, yeah, it's, it's fine. He was, I, I, he as was he's like time, making shadows, shadow puppets. Yeah. He's making he's shadow like, puppets and like and fucking like he had to deal with Marlon Brando being Marlon Brando fucking way too many times. So he was just like, all right, whatever. Like. Yeah, it's, it's fine. Fucking, it's better than easy. it's better than Brando showing up fucking three hundred and fifty pounds when he's supposed to be a POW. <laughs> I didn't even have to film that ox getting beheaded. I just did it. 
I just fucking did it. <laughs> so oh, fucked shit. up. I've actually been trying to catch the. Um, they're they're doing the final they're cut. Doing, it's yeah, playing in theaters. Like and trying to catch it. Yeah. yeah. I miss the IMAX ones, but they're still playing it in theaters. So mm-hmm. I didn't see. I've seen that once. That'd be a good theater going movie. Well, I've, the final cut's like new. Apparently, it's he no. did it. He he cut it like this year. And it's fucking it's, Ridley Scott making another Blade Runner. No, yeah, kind of. He he like six cuts. It's it's only three, I think. It's mm. this Redux, which is longer than this. It's is it's in the middle. It's in between the theatrical and Redux. It's only oh, like, I like that. Like three hours. <laughs> That's cool. Um, but I don't, what is with like that school of like directors that just loves like tinkering with their shit? Like it's like him, Lucas. Fucking, I would get a third. I am actually trying. Oh, Ridley Ridley Scott. Ridley Ridley Scott. Scott. Like, I guess he, he's not really like an American filmmaker, like from Hmm. that specific, like Southern California. Cause it's kind of, wasn't it like kind of like Spielberg, Coppola? It was like a specific group of people. Spielberg's had a couple. Third Close Close Encounters is like three or four. Yeah. I've only seen that movie once. Don't at me. It's pretty dark. Yeah. I saw that in theaters. They did a re-release for its like oh, 40th cool. or 50th or whatever. 40th. Probably 40th. I would have seen that in theaters. That would have been good. That was awesome. I, it, it is just like, do you want to capture all the movie? <laughs> <laughs> it's cool, though. I, I, I do like that. Like that. Um, I read a whole thing today that was from like a week ago uh on the av club talking about 2001 i was like trying to capture just like it was trying to like basically stare into the abyss the movie and i was just like yeah that's pretty cool i don't know it I'm, takes I'm you to some fucking dark places no it's true it's fucking intense dude yeah 2001 love it it made me want to rewatch it where i was like fuck that's a good ass movie that's long as shit yeah I just want to watch the jupiter stuff at the end the last, i just watched the, the last the final like, half hour real last reel or whatever but yeah. Um, um, other, other pieces. Can I can I bring up a piece of news that I'm pumped for? Yeah. Um, if we're if we're not jumping around anymore, uh, Matrix Four. Can't <laughs> fucking confirm. Out of nowhere. Out of fucking nowhere. They like, they're re-releasing it at the end of the month, and I expected something after the re-release. Like if the re-release did well, then. Like re-releasing the original one in like specific theaters. They're making this one to sell the re-release. They're. <laughs> this I is thought the. I thought the re-release was gonna be like. No, I know it's like the yeah, opposite. They re- they're really pushing. Weird. We gotta get butts in the seats for the we Matrix re-release. Oh, we gotta Let's announce do it. a fourth I'd, one. I'd see it because I didn't see the Matrix until junior year of college, all the way through, and I was like, I remember it was like a night where I didn't go out. And then I, I hung out. I, you know, ingested some marijuana smoke. And then I don't do that anymore. It's fine. Uh, and then like started watching the Matrix. And like 15 minutes in, my roommates came back. They're like, "Yeah, there's nothing really going on." I was like, "Well, I'm just here alone watching the Matrix." So they're like, "Oh fuck yeah!" So and that was like the first time I've ever seen it all the way through. And I was like, "Guys, this is fucking good." <laughs> like I did the like, same thing, know. dude. I'm pretty sure it's I didn't really see it until good. I was in college too, which I think is like an appropriate yeah. time to see it. I don't think you're gonna really get it if you, yeah, you're younger. But, but 
But if you're younger, I feel like it's just a fucking good it's action a badass movie. movie. Yeah, it's so um, good. It's literally split perfectly in two hours. There's literally a fade to black, like exactly at the halfway point. It's crazy. Yeah, when when they uh, shoot the the EMP for all the things, but um, but yeah, it's Lana Lana Wachowski's doing it alone. Lily isn't attached, which is interesting because they did split. You were, we were talking about that a little bit, and I. What, I meant did, to actually look it up. I don't really know too much about it. That, or, is it like a creative thing or just like they're not on speaking terms anymore? Or? I have no idea. There's some kind of split. And we were talking about this earlier and I actually meant to look it up because like I'm pretty fucking hype on that. I, I've brought up multiple times how much I really like the Wachowskis. Uh, and also it's just important, I think, that like they're trans filmmakers who are playing like the... $200 million range. like mm-hmm. and Which they have which, already. Which they have already, exactly. But I know during second season of Sense8, which was like super troubled in general, because like they had to fire one of the main actors, and then I think Lily was transitioning at that time, and then like, I don't, it was weird. They, what are you doing? You just, I, was just, I was trying to move my thing out of the way because it was like covering you. Gotcha. The uh, um, Sean was messing with the video screen. Um, no, but I, I know I, I I think Lily had like a much smaller role in the final season of Sense8, where it was like Lana and the other showrunner Michael Straczynski or whatever, who's done a bunch of stuff. So I don't know. It's it's weird. Michael Straczynski, like the comic writer, maybe I think it's the Battlestar guy. So I think he's done music. Names. I might be confusing names, but um, I think he did Babylon, Babylon Five. That's it. Yep, it's the same guy. Yeah, he d- he writes a lot. Yeah, Sense Eight. Yeah, he was a creator. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he mm-hmm. he he did a. He's doing the Earth One. A lot of the Earth One uh, books. Oh yeah, Earth for, is still going. Yeah, they're doing another Batman, I think, and uh, they just released the Green Lantern. Oh, oh yeah. I'm a few behind. I, there's two Teen Titans. There's a Wonder Woman. I think they're doing oh, a Flash. I gotta get the. I was actually I was on Amazon earlier and I saw I had Volume Two for Batman like in a cart or something. I should pick that up because I read the three Superman ones. I don't know mm-hmm. if they ever did more. The three Superman ones I liked. Yeah, they did. They did three of those. I think they're on two and possibly on the third. I'm gonna look that up because I actually really do like those. And if anyone yeah. that actually listens to this shit. Uh, yeah, is into it because it's. I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, no the the Superman Earth One Volume Two really liked, and I would love to see a movie version of that where it's just Superman's got to fight Parasite, but then he becomes a kaiju as he keeps sapping yeah. out more power because that's it. Like, there's a problem for Superman to solve, and that's kind of all I want. I want a problem that will evolve that has a, probably a pretty basic solution, and Superman's got to figure it out. While also getting weaker. Like, there's a lot of interesting fucking ways for that, but... What the fuck is this series? Um, Earth One? Earth One DC comic series. Uh, la, 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 la. But anyway, while you're Sorry. looking that up... No, while you're looking that up, not only is Keanu coming back, which is fucking sweet, and I really want him to be in, like, the Smith kind of role. I want him to be, like, the bad guy, where it's, like, oh. a... Dig- I want it to be like a digital copy of him that the machines make in order to kind of like repress 
the new the the new humans coming in, like using his image and his memory against them, I think would be a cool thing to do. But not only is he coming back, Carrie Ann Moss is coming back, even though Trinity dead. So I don't fucking know, but Carrie Ann Moss apparently for the second movie learned how to do a scorpion kick over seven months, which is the coolest Whoa. shit in the world. <laughs> yeah. And she was That's great in cool. all the Yeah, and she was good in all the Marvel stuff too, so I liked her forget her character's name. Huh. I should I should finish Jessica Jones. Anyway. Um, Teen Titans and then uh Green Lantern was released in March of last year. Oh hell yeah. I'll read so. a Green Lantern one of those. I feel like I should read some Green Lantern books. Yeah, I haven't really read much Green Lantern, if any. Um yeah. Uh yeah, um I'm I'm into it. I, I I'm like curious, that's for sure. Um Yeah. I'd be cool because they could like de age him maybe, like and like it could kind of work. Need. I mean, well that's true. You don't have to do much. Uh and like it'd be interesting because you can kind of make that work in the world. Yeah. Cause like most of the Smiths look really fucking fake too and in, in the uh, I was gonna say they have already a bunch of face maps from him that are like really detailed from that time. So they can probably like, I don't know, put it through some new filters or some shit. Yeah, and also like don't they just straight up have other dudes playing other Smiths in the background in some scenes? Like they just yeah. like, they just like fill out the shots on that. It's so fucking good. I love that. Just in the background. Yeah, I, I do like that there is like that kind of goofier element. Um uh, it's Great. so fucking good. I, I, um, I haven't watched those in a minute. I've really actually been meaning to watch Jupiter Ascending Because <laughs> <laughs> I've been getting like stressed. Oh, yeah. So I'm like, I'm like, I just gotta watch something. Stu- I gotta watch like a bad movie I love. It's like that in Super Mario Brothers movie. I, know, oh, I have a bunch God. of other ones, but that's great. Jupy poop, baby. Um, um, you want to talk Hollywood? Yeah, I want to talk Hollywood because yeah. it's getting later, but I, I want to fucking talk Hollywood. So I finally saw. Quentin Tarantino presents once (laughs) getting right into it Uh, dude Uh, yeah so once upon a time in Hollywood uh, spoilers just straight up Um, let's just do like a jump around topic one because I I feel like uh, that's kind of how the movie plays out but I didn't hate that no it's what did you think what first thoughts Um, I really liked it it's Tarantino, I was talking to somebody, I was talking to that same coworker or, uh, earlier today. I have not seen a lot of his movies more than once all the way through. I think I've seen Pulp Fiction mm-hmm. once or twice. I've seen Reservoir Dog- Dogs a couple times. I feel like Kill Bill Volume 1 is the one that I've seen the most. It's pretty fucking rewatchable because there's like crazy action scenes and stuff in it. Um, but like Inglorious Bastards, I saw in theaters. I should probably give that another watch, to be fair. Django, I saw in theaters, and I just it's just really long, and then I just remember the scene where he shows up, and he's Australian, and I'm like, I don't... <laughs> that was like the last time he ever like shows up in a movie. He always kind of, he like hides himself better now than that. I think he kind of took that to heart. Good, yeah, because that I, to me, that completely stopped the fucking movie, and I hated it. Like, My, what is he doing? Yeah, what are you doing? Um... He should have been Charles Manson in this. <laughs> the craziest shit in the world. <laughs> He's just like fucking, just fucking schlubby guy. Big old moon face. He's like, yeah. Um, got a moon face. Leering at Sharon Tate. Um, 
Yeah, uh, going back Have to you the see feet. Them feet uh, yeah, how much? Now I'm just gonna just because you brought up the feet right away. I'm just gonna ask one of my questions right away. How much do you think um, Quentin Tarantino um, masturbated to the scene in which Margot Robbie as Sharon Tate watches a Sharon Tate movie like almost in its entirety? while her bare feet are up on the seat in front of her and we see multiple angers, angles of her feet as Margot Robbie as Sharon Tate is just, like, proud of watching actual Sharon Tate's work. Because it feels like the most, like, Tarantino masturbate-a-thon, like, yeah. you could possibly fucking... Yeah, they probably, <laughs> shot it, they probably shot it in his fucking movie theater, too, like, the one that he owns, <laughs> which actually is in the movie. Um Oh, hell, that's cool. It's the when they go to the El Coyote restaurant, the Mexican restaurant, they're like, oh, that's a dirty movie premiere. And they go, that's they make premieres. They have premieres for dirty movies. That theater that they're pointing at is the theater he ended up buying. And oh, like, that's cool. runs the theater and like does 35 millimeter screenings of movies and stuff. Oh, that's um, cool. Yeah, it's pretty right. neat. Um, yeah. I saw it in 35 as well, yeah. which was cool. Dude. Fucking! I saw it in seventy. The sound was so good. I could Ooh. not get over how good the sound was. Oh, I love good sound. Good it's like that's. Oh. You know how like when you listen to a record, it sounds way better. It's like the same yeah. concept. It's just they don't lop off frequencies. The dialogue and the action are both perfect, perfectly the right amount of volume. Like you know that problem you always have when the dialogue's super quiet and the action's super fucking loud. Yes. Like, <laughs> it's like every fucking movie yeah yeah so um, like it, i didn't get that with that on 70 mil it was fucking really good um yeah and uh yeah it's definitely most laid back tarantino i think he's ever been like this is his like chill movie which still is fucking has some really great tense scenes oh um, yeah uh, um it's also feels more like a straight-up comedy like yeah Oh, the first category for sure would be count comedy for me. It's fucking hilarious. Yeah. The 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 flashbacks, every every cutaway and flashback is so fucking good and so funny. When Tarantino's talk, or when when Leo's talking about using the flamethrower on the set, <laughs> and he's just like, "Well, you know, yeah, I had to learn how to use it. It's pretty cool." And he's like testing it out in like the firing range. And he's like, ooh, 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 "Turn it off." Is there anything we can do about the heat? It's like, no, it's a fucking flamethrower. <laughs> it, it, it's it's so good. Like that type of shit is like so. That's so funny. In the he uses flashbacks really well in this movie. He well because he always does it too. Where he was like, Leo's telling uh, fucking Al Pacino, who's an agent producer, producer, right? Larry Schwartz. Like, he's like trying to yeah Schwartz because he calls him Schwartz and he's like it's Schwartz. So he's like talking to him and he's like, I was really scared because I was like, I I wanted to look good using it. And I'm also like terrified of the damn thing. And he's just like, it cuts him. He's like, yeah, yeah, (laughs) so fucking good. And that that Leo was fucking so funny in this movie. dude. He's fucking hilarious when he was the clip of him with the eye patch. And then he's burn you Nazi bastards. And like the the camera's like zooming in all weird. It's, Uh, fucking Tarantino zooms are the are so delightful. Whenever he fucking uses them, I I a love kung them. fu zoom, dude. A kung fu zoom, dude. I fucking love it. Django used them all the time. Like, oh, fuck, he's 
the classic so one's the one funny. on Leo when he first introduces him. It's just like shoo, right in on his face, and he's like, "Yeah." Oh, in um, Django, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah it's so good. And he's like, "Oh, hello, hello. <laughs> <laughs> and he's borderline he's, Kenneth Branagh, blah blah blah. He really, oh my god, he kind of is. Um, yeah. The so we can do like a. He's. Trying to think of like how to attack this movie because it is kind of fucking all over the place. Uh, yeah, um, and I think we well let's just talk about that. So the main, like, there is no plot. There's not really any plot, and I was surprised that the trailers basically give away the first like fifteen minutes, and that's it. Yeah. Where Leo, with his conversation with Al Pacino, which also just as a tangent, um, in the car this morning I was thinking about Pacino, uh, and how much when they are they're making a Super Mario Brothers movie for like animated and stuff just fucking get Pacino to be Wario I need it cause then in the car I was just doing Pacino as Wario while I was driving this morning I was just like oh wow, I'm not gonna win oh. and, then, and then I thought of how great it'll be when like all I need is Pacino to incredulously say Super Mario. Super Mario! What are you doing here? Oh. <laughs> like, as fucking Either, if they can't get him, <laughs> just get Hater to do Pacino as fucking Mario. <laughs> That's the next best thing. Arguably, probably better. But you gotta market it as such. And Bill Hader as Al Pacino. As I mean, dude, fucking Rocket Raccoon is Bradley Cooper doing Joe Pesci, so... <laughs> Is uh, that what he's doing? I, oh, yeah. He's, oh, yeah. He's doing Joe Pesci. I fucking love Rocket Raccoon. Adam Sandler almost did it, which I like. think about uh, every time. I'm like, probably actually would have been Adam pretty good. Adam Sandler and Glenn Howerton, dude. Um, <laughs> what a fucking duo. Um, <laughs> so, way more mean-spirited, I think, oh, overall. so good. But then, you know? but then again, Glenn Howerton's such a good actor. He probably could have sold that movie. Oh, yeah. I still think he'd be a great Reed Richards. Because yeah. I think he can pull off, like, being a dick, but also, like, oh, but I'm working so hard. You know what I mean? That, that's why I still... Yeah. Storm. <laughs> Just turn invisible, you you bitch. <laughs> I'm working. <laughs> I'm working. I'm working. Be gone. <laughs> they, they posted... They posted on Instagram, Mac posted... Um, it's like something from the upcoming season where it's an ad to, for Frank and Charlie's apartment for rent. It's so <laughs> funny. I think they're doing like an Airbnb episode or something. It's, it's like so gruesome, gruesome twosome looking for Europeans for a weekend. It's something fucking crazy. I'm like, great. Like, great. Uh, they've been really active on social media with like the new seasons. It's pretty interesting. Yeah, um, I'm on board. But we uh, are so fucking funny. Did my... My favorite scenes are with him, but I also like kind of recognize it's definitely Brad Pitt's movie. Like his character has the most of a, an arc yeah. I, in a weird like he has he has like the more like plot arc, whereas Leo's is more like of an emotional arc. He is, yeah, yeah. It's it's because it's it's weird. A, it's a weird. It's like not because his movies I'm are very sum it up. anti-structurally. Like he doesn't yeah. really do that. He doesn't really play by the rules. No, not at all. Uh, but at the same time, with this one, it's like with where it ends up, it's very much like a question of uh, where. And by when it ended, I did kind of hit that like, what was the point of this? And I have like ideas, but um, so it's 
Leo is um, an actor. Well, you already probably know what it is, but Leo is an actor. Brad Pitt's a stuntman, and their relationship is that they live together. Um, no, they don't live together. They're, they're best friends, and Brad Pitt is less his stuntman now um, and more of, like, his handyman slash, like, chauffeur. And it's uh, Leo's career starting to come to an end. He's starting to get a little washed out. Um, as his TV show ended, he failed transitioning to movies, and now he's just, like, the bad guy in, like, TV shows and stuff. He's the old heavy, um, which I kind of love that whole discussion with Pacino. Uh, and it's about the two of them just kind of being, being buds. It's 1969, uh, and... It's just about them, like, navigating their career and then also the Manson family. So this is this is where I feel like a lot of people probably had problems with the movie. And I'm also kind of like, what, d- this movie doesn't necessarily work if you don't know, like, the backstory. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I just, I don't know. I, well, it, it works, but I don't know if it. Has I, nearly as much of an impact. show this to a teenager, what, would, would they know? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's that kind of thing. Like, I don't yeah. know all the details of the, the Manson murder. I know the, enough of it, and I was, like, very happy to not see it played out on screen, to be completely honest. I was very worried. worried that he was going to do it. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know if I like what he did instead. <laughs> So I I think I might have to disagree with you on that one. But well, okay. So that's what well that's why I'm saying is it is it good because it's good or is it good because it plays on expectations and like hmm. your prior idea and notion of like what actually went down. Um, I've read comments of people having no idea what the fuck anything was, so they were like, oh okay that that's cool I guess that's how it ended, you know, yeah. um and. I'm like relatively familiar with what went down. I've, you know, listened to podcasts and stuff. So I was like, kind of like, wait, do podcasts talk about murders? <laughs> it is like a million of them. Like oh, just as hmm. many as movie podcasts. Um, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> it's like movies, true crime, two big ones. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I just, it, I can see why people are like, this movie is kind of like, weird if you don't know what the fuck happened yeah but even if you do so all right i'm just gonna give you my hot take the ending of the movie the sharon tate murder doesn't happen the hippies i did like they were only ever designated as hippies uh the hippies show up they're parked outside they're ready to do the sharon tate murder uh, I should find a better way to phrase all this. Um, the, they do that, and then and it's fucking amazing. Leo is it's so the context at the end. It should we lead I'm up like to it? I yeah, feel like we, we should, should lead up to that because that's kind of important. How it's we like. should there, there's a real clear act break um, near the end where suddenly it's like I would have loved six if months this, later. It's six months later, and I would have loved if on the poster it just said featuring narration from Kurt Russell. Because I just, I kept thinking that, and I was like, man, I fucking love that. I fucking love Kurt Russell so much. Um, This movie does check off everything that I'm looking for in a movie. As I've said before, it's got action. It's got some, it's got a little bit of romance. It's got more of a bromance. It's got laughs. It's got Kurt Russell having a good time. It's got super violence. Um, It's got tension. It's got great sets uh, and hair and wardrobe, you know. It's got 
uh, Brad Pitt abs for being like fucking 55 55 yeah yeah good for him good for him um I was like all right Brad Pitt I was like Tarantino giving giving us some man candy good for you (laughs) switching it up a little bit um and then you know that did not cancel out the rest of the fucking no movie. no not at all. <laughs> there's there's got to be violence against women. Like that's just Margot kind of a Robbie Tarantino steeple. Is exclusively bops around. <laughs> she's the only yeah. way to describe what she's doing. It's great. I could watch it for two hours and forty five minutes. Well, it is. It, it is did. very like it's very. It's like kind of delightful to watch. Like it's it is kind of yeah. like a it's like okay, that's cool. I can get behind that. And like I understand a lot yeah. of people were like pissed off and like rightfully so. I, I you know, it's it's a little weird having someone that famous and not have her not really doing much, but at the same time I'm like I feel more connected to her than like a lot of characters in film that like do a lot more talking. Um yeah, cuz like you're you're just following her as she's like about to make it big I think like a lot of her arc is like all there she doesn't it doesn't make sense what what is she gonna do she doesn't know she's gonna get murdered you know like it's it's kind of weird it's a this is a weird one this movie is pretty fucking weird kind of it's it's totally bizarre well it's like it's like okay Tarantino just got to kind of make his pat. It felt like a more of a passion project than a movie that he actually like was intent on making. You know what I mean? It's just like, I want to do something in California. That's like about California and Hollywood mm-hmm. and making movies. And like, it's a little more overt than my typical, like movies just kind of paying tribute to other movies. Yeah. You know, it's like, okay, let's see, let's go like another step behind that. Yeah. And he does um, a really good job, but also just the vibe, like the sets and the all the props and cars. like all the, all the cars too. All the driving shots were fucking crazy. I I enjoyed watching all that. And I just enjoyed f- feeling like it was like the sixties. That's the thing. Like some of the best shit was when it was just fucking people driving, fucking people watching movies, people watching TV shows, people the, eating, people fucking the neon. The neon signs all getting switched on was like super. I was listening to a podcast, which this hasn't changed a lot either. Like a lot of those signs didn't even get need to get changed. That's fucking awesome. But I, yeah. but again, that's one of the more memorable parts of the movie when they're just switching all that on. It just gives you. I don't know. It's just such like a fucking vibe. I, I saw I it. Dug in, it. I, the first time I saw it in seventy mil was in the theater that they show in that montage. Which one? The, the ones like the dome, the Cinerama. The Cinerama. Yeah, oh, that's cool. Yeah, I've we seen that. In like, a, ah, we were all cheering when it came. <laughs> it's, funny. it's very weird, but funny. Um, funny. They like had to edit out everything around it though, because like all the buildings around it are new. Um, mm. So I, I want to like yeah. see a featurette on how they did that shit. Like I'd rather I because it, it's real. Like they didn't green screen yeah. any of that shit. So I'm he like, doesn't do that. So there's one scene that's like clearly green screened, and it, it's jarring because it's like oh, just editing Leo into the Great Escape. Which okay, how did you interpret that scene? Because a lot of people interpret that different ways. Interpreted it as like that's this weird like Eric Stoltz footage where it just didn't work. Right, that's, I a, don't that's know. an extra meta, yeah. Because I, because Eric Stoltz is in Pulp Fiction. Uh, he, oh whoa, yeah, he is. I that's what I thought. I was like, he he got as far as they shot scenes with him, and then they fired mm-hmm. him. 
Because like I didn't read that theory a lot. A lot of people were like, oh, he was just imagining himself in that role. I was like, no, I think he was like lying to the guy, being like, oh, they did, they just had me audition, but they didn't give it to me. But like, no, it went as far as him being in the movie because he's every, not good in it. Like he's not no. particularly good in the scene. So well, like, that's it, the thing. Every clip of him that they show in other things, he's terrible. The, he's the awful. Thing, the, the, shit, the shot of him singing and dancing in the thing in the beginning is so, so funny because it's so bad. There's no life to it, and he's just like mugging he's like shaking twisting i sing that i sing that song all the time it pisses gail off so much <laughs> what is the song who's that looking at my green door or something like green door. Like, <laughs> knocking on green door <laughs> everyone behind him is going like overtime and he's just <laughs> that's what like people fucking did back then dude. it's like it's, it's so good he smokes so fucking much in this movie uh, also, he's a drunk. I his freak out scene in his trailer. I was like crying, laughing, but I was also just. I was like, oh my That's god! Real. I was like, it was. I was like, I was like, I've fucking been there, man. <laughs> like, you had to have eight whiskey sours. I, yeah, you couldn't have stopped at four. You had to have eight fucking whiskey sours. I was just like, dude, yeah, man. <laughs> like, you, you might want to. Like, quit. I'm done. I'm done. And he has another swig. He's like, fuck. <laughs> yeah, and he fucking throws it out like immediately. Even so that, that, oh fuck, that's that, that whole scene. That sequence, that whole thing of him on set is probably my favorite part of the movie because it's oh, got it's that so great good. conversation with the girl. The little actress. girl scene. Amazing. That's kind of what his, it's his, that's his movie in the nutshell. It's like, that's his story. And then, mm-hmm. and then he has like this great shit where like, honestly, like could possibly see an Oscar nom for this. I don't know. Well, yeah, because it's Tarantino making a movie about making movies. Well, that it's movies, that automatically boosts it for sure. A, a movie about making movies is always getting a million. I mean, it's, Shape of Water, like that's the that's the fucking <laughs> Shape of Water did it. It's about like old timey Hollywood, basically. It's like right, yeah, yeah. There's a weird 1960s like or 50s like musical dance sequence. True, yeah. That's true. I um, forgot about that. But um, also, Shape of Water has like, I I've only saw it the one time, but it's like every performance requires a different type of directing. If you like think about it. that movie's kind of crazy. Yeah, it's yeah. Rope, rope it's in the, Mikey Shands. Get him all crazy eyed. Um, Cut the, off his fucking fingers. The no, but what I'm what I'm I'm not saying like it's a lock. I'm just saying like yes, yeah. you could get one because of it's elevated because of that fact. It's Tarantino. Mm-hmm. It's a movie by movie. But also, he's fucking great in this whole chunk of the movie because he's on set. He's really fucking bad. And every time he asks for a reset, he just t- dials it up even more. Like, he just oh. it gets progressively more and he's more like, hammy. <laughs> he's, like, doing a lot more shit. He's got, like, ticks. And, like, he just starts well, adding shit to the performance. It's so good. But also, like, he has, like, the, that, like, kind of stutter and stuff. And, like, when he's shouting at himself in his trailer at one point, he's like, like because he fucking stutters in most of his scenes like when he's not like on set or when he's not acting and it's like oh fucking that's there's shit like that where it's like oh he's clearly just covering that up i don't know there's yeah he is fucking good 
No, that's really good now that I think about it. Actually, you know, I'm going to go back onto the Oscar train just exclusively for the scene where he's drinking the margarita out of the fucking blender. <laughs> it's so good. Goddamn hippies. Fucking uh, hippies. Fix your fucking muffler. Get that. And he's just in his robe drinking out, and he just keeps sipping margaritas. Drinking a margarita in a robe and, like, underwear, like, swim trunks. On, oh, I guess. so good. He's, he's, got, he's a little overweight in this part, and he's got, like, really bad, like, 60s hair. <sighs> grew his hair out it's fucking so good it's, it's great Im- the imagery in this movie is so good dude like the first shot of him and well not the first shot the shot of him and brad pitt together where they're at the bar and he's got the drink and he's just got the big bloody mary i was like i love this yeah and like, i was like it's great yeah. and like it's, it's like the closest thing we'll get to like robert redford and fucking paul newman in a movie yeah it's like very reminiscent of like the Butch Cassidy kind of like, I don't know. It's like half in the bag. Did you watch their review of this? I was on YouTube earlier because I was just like, I was looking through my watch later and I guess I, I was like, I must have never saved it. I have not watched it because I couldn't remember if they actually made one. They. So they did. They yeah. really fucking liked this movie, which I was surprised. I didn't think they were going to like it. Um, well, I think they've been pretty burned out by. Well, yeah, that's true too. Other Just bullshit. the fact that it wasn't CGI, fucking dumb movie. <laughs> or um, yeah, we'll continue. <laughs> but they they were like saying how it's it's kind of like the end of the era in also like our time of like big action, big movie stars making mm. movies and like being the reason people see movies. And like it, they talk about that kind of in the movie with Rick Dalton's career, yeah. and it's kind of like a meta thing how it's like they still they lost to the first weekend to a movie that is a remake that's CGI of The Lion King, you know. So it's like one of those things that's just like kind of proves the point of the movie in a weird way. Yeah, and it is kind of it does feel kind of like the end of an era. It's like it's like it doesn't get much bigger than this in terms of like stars of the last 25 years being in and movies together auteur. for the first time. Yeah, plus like an auteur kind of driven movie. That's, that's less of a thing now. That's less of like a draw. No, you're it's right. It's not even really a thing anymore because there aren't movie stars like that anymore. It's like Tom Cruise and um, Meryl Streep, Tom Hanks. Yeah. But even some of their movies bomb. That's true. I mean, what, like Hologram for a King? You know what I'm talking about? Tom Hanks? It's a Tom Hanks movie. It came out like two years ago. It's called Hologram for a King. About him trying to sell hologram technology to like a Saudi prince or something. It's a movie. That, that happened? Mm-hmm. Directed by the third person who did Cloud Atlas. Did a lot of Wachowski talk on this. Was it, but it's was it like one of those like or something? Chinese, half Chinese produced movies that only I got released think, in China? I don't think so. If anything, I do I do think it's about him selling it's like a Saudi or like a Middle, Middle Eastern yeah, but fictional it, country that, prince. That's what I'm saying. It's like fucking, like even, like... No, it's based movies. on a book. Well, it's based I, on a book. Okay, even further proving my point, you can't even sell a fucking property that has a ca- major actor in it anymore. Yeah. And like fucking Harrison Ford was in a movie about Ender's game and like, what the fuck? Like, you know what I mean? 
like, wait, what did you just say? Harrison, fucking Harrison Ford is in a, a movie, fucking movie about fucking Ender's, Ender's Game, and it like no one gave a shit. No one did because it was weird. That movie wasn't terrible, but it was just a bunch of CGI bullshit flying around and like Harrison Ford being Harrison confused Ford and like Ben Kingsley having Funny. tattoos. Another one. That's what Kingsley, I'm saying. Hey, is I, Ben Kingsley good? <laughs> Do we know? He does a lot of bad movies. <laughs> he does a lot of weird. He makes a lot of weird fucking choices. You're not wrong. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just it. It just kind of is a weird. We're in a weird time where like there are stars, but that doesn't mean your movie's gonna make money. Yeah, and they're not like. I don't know. It's fucking weird, dude. But like, this movie's great. Yeah, and and at the ending also kind of feels like him being like, "Don't you just kind of wish you could have just kept on going?" Yeah, it's like I don't know. I guess like the the ending's weird. I think we're still gonna get there, but so uh, Rick, let's talk a little bit more about Brad Pitt's character because we talk mostly about Leo. Brad Pitt. Yeah. Um, I th- I liked him the most in this movie because he's, he's fucking awesome. He's just the fucking most likable dude on the planet. He's, I, <laughs> like he, he like he's just like everything he does you're like oh, he's so fucking cool and likable he's because he's you know what i feel like an older an older older brad pitt does seem like the coolest fucking guy in the world just in general yeah. it's just yeah. like yeah no he's i'm gonna go why, see the shit out of that new astro not movie he's in. i was again talking to the same co-worker today where i was just like where he was just like what do you think of that i'm just like i don't know because it looks like it's supposed to be like big and heady but then there's some sort of moon buggy gun and i don't fucking know what to do about that that seems like a studio mandated buggy gun and the fucking moon buggy chase that's gonna happen it's gonna be awesome i i think that's gonna be awesome it looks I mean, good like the, it looks the, good there's a new trailer today yeah uh, say an apocalypse now in space man like that could be some cool shit but it's like a weird september looking blockbuster and those are such a flip of the coin generally not great um you get a looper every once in a while but looper's third act though Mm. (laughs) first act though oh yeah shifts kiss yeah first um um, (sighs) great world building in that movie that movie has some (sighs) fucking great world building Oh, it's so good. Yeah. The, all the shit with Paul Dano too, where he's getting like ripped apart is fucking awesome. And like yeah. his older version is just like fingers start fading away. It's all, I, my, I watched that with my, with my mom a couple years ago and she was like, usually time travel sci-fi, she doesn't get it, but she was like, oh, okay, I kind of get this. I was like, all right, awesome. Oh yeah. Cause it's all like visual. It's crazy. Yeah, no, it's great. It's really well done. Yeah, I haven't uh, seen it in a minute. Anyway, it's been a while. Um, Brad Pitt is just Brad like Pitt. a fucking. He's a fucking G. He's he's kind of a he's down on his luck. He's not getting a lot of work. Um, he lives but in a trailer he, behind like a movie drive-in movie theater. He has the greatest movie dog ever. My, arguably, I think the argument could be made. While I was riding my bike home after seeing it yesterday, I was like, "That's the fucking best movie dog." Like. What a good dog. Yeah, he's the best dog. <laughs> he's, the, he's the fucking best dog. That dog deserves an Oscar. There's a, there's a shot. The best pet award. The best pet award. Oh, shit. It would just be Uggy. 
And then, um, remember Uggy? I never saw the artist, but Uggy, I think, was, was from the artist. Yeah, what was the fucking, what's, what's this year? What, who's got it for this year? Fucking Rocket oh, Raccoon? No, it would be the fuck. it's the dog we're talking about right now. Well, yeah, idiot. I know, but I'm just thinking about other nominees. Um, well, he's not a pet. Um, <laughs> the, that's true. They, uh, e- they even show at the end, there's a shot deliberately of the dog going into the room where Leo's what, Italian wife is, just to protect her. And it's like, the, the movie didn't need that, but I'm glad it was in there. Was Leo's um, Italian wife, Eli Roth's real life wife? No idea. I don't know who Eli She's Roth's. in Knock Knock. No. I've not uh, seen Knock Green Knock. Inferno? I haven't seen any of his movies. Okay. I, I don't think, I, the only Eli Roth movie I might have seen is actually House with a Clock in Its Balls. <laughs> <laughs> He also what directed, a weird fucking movie. He also directed the propaganda film at the end of Inglorious Bastards. Oh, that checks out. Yeah, he's like, good. I can't. I can never figure. I just can't. He's like a dude who I just can't figure out. I'm like, he's weird. You, he's weird. He's weird as fuck. He's he like pops up and stuff. He's in Piranha 3D. He's like a DJ and a, 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 whatever. Um, he, yeah, he's he does Tarantino stuff. He works with Tarantino. He, dude. It's weird. And a house just, with a clock in its walls was a, was an Amblin, a Spielberg-produced fucking movie directed by Eli Roth for children with yeah. Jack Black and Kate Blanchett and fucking, what's his name? Kyle, Kyle McLaughlin's like the bad guy. I'm like, what is any of this? Who made these fucking choices? Is he? No, I'm thinking of Rupert Everett. I always get that mixed up. Is Rupert Claw, fucking Mr. Claw, Dr. Claw. <laughs> <laughs> Inspector Gadget, <laughs> dude. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Andy Dick is his fucking number two. <laughs> it's all true. <laughs> Every word of it. <laughs> How did that get made? <laughs> He's got the fucking white teeth. Um, <laughs> it's like, how do you not, how can you not tell he's the bad guy? He's got the biggest fucking teeth. Um, shoot him with like toothpaste or yeah. something. Um, oh, we're, getting, we're getting way off the rails. Let's get we this. Really we gotta, are, we gotta bring it back. We're almost quick, there. We're almost real there. Quick, real um, quick. Inspector Gadget is just basically RoboCop. It's like the movie is just the plot of RoboCop. Anyway. Um, I need. Oh God, that fucking broke me momentarily. I'm sorry. That that dog is great. He trained it well. He can he can make it stay when it's time to eat, and he like feeds it with this like weird fucking raccoon flavored can shit or rat flavored. He yeah. gives it. He feeds it so much. He gives it two cans of wet food, and then he pours a bunch of like kibble on it too, while he's making mac and cheese. And like, how does he great. maintain that six pack with that diet? I was like, fucking wish I could have mac and cheese and look like that every goddamn day. Mm, exactly. Um, I haven't had mac and cheese in a minute because I'm trying to look like that. <laughs> exactly. God, I think of thinking about mac and cheese is getting me bloated. Um, uh, it's getting me bloated in in my dick. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Do you remember that Stephen Lynch joke with about mac and cheese? It's fucking great. Not no. Stephen Lynch. Steve. He's like the Are half he? Asian, half Asian, half Irish comedian. He had a show on TBS. He's really funny. His stand-up's good. 
Anyway, it's fine. He has a good joke about mac and cheese. You should check it out. I think his name's Steve Lynch. I don't know. Uh, know. um, Um, So he's got a great dog. He's trained it really well. And I think, and he also like talks to it the whole time. Like he's like, oh, not ready yet. Better not move. Yeah, he's like his best friend. He's man's best friend. Um, That Brad Pitt way of talking where it's kind of like, so chill, so cool. So So chill. Doesn't give a shit. Yeah, he doesn't give a fuck. I think his best, where you're just like on board with him, probably is the scene where he has to go and fix the antenna on the roof. Oh, yeah. Okay, so he goes into the tool shed in the back, which I didn't notice, but you're nodding, but apparently the fucking flamethrower is in the shed. I was talking to somebody else at work this morning, and they were just like, oh, well, when you see it the second time, you notice. And I was just like, I... <laughs> like stop me for like a good 30 seconds. I yeah. was like, holy shit. Leo's um, character still has the flamethrower in the shed. Hold, mm-hmm. put a pin in that. Um, put a pin in that. That's the second beat. We got to f- knock it off. Roll of threes. But he, check off, check offs, flamethrower. flamethrower. Um, the, he, he throws a tool belt on. He has a holster for uh, tools and shit. And he just puts a beer in it. And then he fucking parkours up onto the roof. He doesn't use a ladder. He does a parkour. And it's like with whoosh sound effects. <laughs> fucking crazy <laughs> and you buy it because you're like yeah he's a stunt man he should be able to do that you buy it and then he immediately pops off his shirt has he's fucking ripped up and it's yeah. like dude coolest guy in the world not <laughs> only just... not only is he ripped up he's ripped up he has scars did you notice those right right, right. he has he like some gnarly fucking scars yeah because he says he's leo, in the war he fought in the war yeah he fought in the war leo leo mentions that because leo's always defending him because you find out in that flashback there's like two flashbacks you get One's like really long. As soon as he gets on the roof, he starts thinking about why he didn't get hired on this shoot that Leo is on, which is him in the cowboy suit. So he (laughs) finds out you find out that Kurt Russell is his wife doesn't like him because there's a rumor going around that he killed his wife. Brad Pitt killed Brad Brad Pitt's wife. He killed his wife. Then we see that flashback, and it's weird that they frame up his wife mostly as her ass, and as he has just a spear gun pointed at her. It's, like, funny, but it's also just kind of like... It's kind of like a really darker version of, like, take my wife. (laughs) No, seriously. Please, take her. It's kind of like that type of shit. It is is a... It's a lot. It's kind of... It's played for laughs. I kind of... It was kind of like a... (laughs) Uh, okay. But I guess that's yeah. kind of the point. You're like, maybe exactly. he did kill her. Like, ooh. So, yeah, now we... On a boat. <laughs> the implica- and there's the implication. The implication. The implication. <laughs> I think someone made a meme of that already. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. They did one uh, with the boys, too. They did one with fucking uh, Homelander. <laughs> the implication. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that's not good. Yeah, that is how he does it. That's how he does his thing. Yeah. <laughs> laser eyes get red. He's like, because the fucking laser you. Um, what was I going to say? The Yeah, there, there's that. And then also, Kurt Russell's wife is, I don't know her name, Zoe Bell? She's like she's, a stunt She's. I think person. she's Uma Thurman's stunt person in the Kill Bill movies. Now she's just in all of Tarantino's movies. She's great. Yeah. Um, she was in Death Proof. Um, she's a probably the best part of death proof because she's like actually hanging on to the front of the car while they're doing all the the, the big car the car chase at the end is awesome mm-hmm. uh, but she's uh hanging on to it doing all the cool shit um but also yeah. she's like 40 years younger than kurt russell 
So he's like, oh, that's my wife. And I'm like, yeah. all right, Kurt. Yeah, she could be your daughter. Um, the Because uh, so he runs into Bruce Lee because he's on Green Hornet. And Leo's Leo's the bad on Green Hornet that week. So he's he runs into Bruce Lee and Bruce Lee's like this cocky. He's the heavy. He's the heavy. Yeah, he's yeah. the heavy. He's the bad guy. He's a big bad. Um, Just cuts to Bruce Lee giving like a monologue about how he could beat uh, Cassius Clay. And fucking Brad Pitt's like, no, you fucking can't. Basically, it's great. <laughs> it's fucking great. Uh, and they get into like a little fist of cuffs. He's like, oh, I want to knock you over. Like if you knock me over on my ass, you get three tries or whatever. Something like that. Yeah. He kicks him once, and it, Brad Pitt goes down. And he's like, "Okay, Dude. try that again." And he goes for the kick. Brad Pitt like grabs his leg and like swings him and slams him into a fucking car. <laughs> it's kind of awesome. And then they have like a little bit of like a back and forth, and it, it's it's fucking awesome. Like it's it's good, well done. Like, yeah, it's a good short fr- fight burst. Uh, and, and it's kind of all Brad Pitt. It looked like it was all him. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, it's all like in frame, and it's not like yeah. any cuts or anything. Um, yeah. I was going to say, and it pissed off a lot of people who knew Bruce Lee. Yeah, his family in particular. Yeah, because like, he's not, that uh, wasn't how he was at all. And um, also, uh, Sharon Tate also died, so like, it's fine. Like, I was, yeah. It's, I, I, I get that it's, it's not, if they had done that with Sharon Tate, sure, that's kind of fucked up. Like, here's what they were doing, I think, because I was thinking about this today. Bruce Lee was the heavy in order to establish how badass Brad Pitt was at that time. Bruce Lee shows up and he gives a big bad guy speech basically about how he's like the greatest and could even beat up Cassius Clay and this and that. Then they get into a fight. Brad Pitt takes a couple, uh, takes a little bit of a licking, but he's still able to beat Bruce Lee up in a fight. He was the top dog at the time, so they're using that. And it's it's the Al Pacino thing that he tells at the beginning that Leo is now doing in all of his shows. Oh, yeah. And I was thinking about that earlier today. I was just like, fuck, that's what they are doing, I think. It's just, I never thought of it that way. That's an interesting way of interpreting that. Yeah, thank you. That's one of two hot takes. Oh, Chekhov's gun's been in- introduced, um, which I should have done much earlier. But, yeah, it's one of my two hot takes. Uh, but, yeah, no, I liked all that stuff. I Because then... Then you know who Brad Pitt is. You know that he's like kind after of the parkour too. After the parkour shit too, you're like, oh, okay, he's fucking kind of like superhuman badass. Yeah. But he also might have murdered his wife, and you find out that like Leo kind of protects him. And I, right. I that that element of their relationship is kind of interesting. Where it's like he looks out like for he, him. He looks out for him. It seems like he's the only person who likes him. But they true they like. They they just fucking click like they are like a a pair like they're. They they do need each other in like a lot of ways. Like it's 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 good. Um, yeah, I don't know what else do we got because then Brad Pitt eventually starts going. He sees one of the the Manson girls um, on the street and he's like really eyeballing her and he's like really fucking holding on. And you're like, oh no, is he? Oh no! But then later on, he meets he sees her trying to hitchhike and mm. he he says no and like they have a little fun back and forth. And then he sees her a third time, and then he's like, all right, sure. I'll drive you where you need to go. That was my me trying to do a Brad Pitt. Um, where are you gone? Where are you gone? Sure. I'll take you as far sure, as Sure, hop in. Hop in. I'm Brad Pitt. This is my wife, Angelina Jerlier. Um, 
I don't know what that was. Uh, but then you find out, okay, it's cool. He doesn't want his dick sucked by a child, and you're like, thumbs up, Brad Pitt. Still good, the cool. Good for you. <laughs> good, good for you. Sean was doing the Bill Clinton thumb. He's he's like, I gave a thumbs up, and Sean did the Bill Clinton He thumb. just has the fucking best retort, though, too. He's like, I go to jail. I've been, like, running, avoiding jail my whole life. I'm not going to go to jail for you or whatever. I know. Like, he says for Poontang. Yeah. I'm not going to go to jail for Poontang. Right? Underage Poontang. Yeah. He's like, uh, he's like, yeah, because he, he's just like, you got to have some something to prove that you're at least eighteen, and you don't have it because you're not. And it, she's like, oh, come on. Um, also, this whole Manson girls, like, there's a lot of like underage girls, and it's just all shot with like ass shots and like feet shots. And I was just like, okay. I was like, all right, right Quentin, that's all right, Quentin. Uh, uh, not do that i don't know yeah um there was a point near the near the end of the movie maya hawk shows up from stranger things and uh, she's uma thurman's daughter and there was part of me where it was a bad it was bad that my thought was just oh no now he has her daughter it, it wasn't that it's like oh he's working <laughs> it was now he has her daughter oh was, you're you're part of the family like uh, yeah you're gonna be you know, in my movie mom, you know me and your mom used to work together uh, do a lot of don't believe movies. Don't believe everything she says about me. It's like, oh, well, she told me that I can't do a Uma or a Maya. Um, <laughs> Uma, Oprah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that was a problematic thing that happened. Um, was that Kill Bill? Yeah, Kill Bill, where he like made her drive a car that she shouldn't have been fucking driving um, for no reason. Too, it was directly behind her head. Yeah, there's, uh, yeah. there's like you see the footage, it's fucking scary. I th- I've seen the footage like once. It's fucking scary. Yeah, it's bad. It's it's very brutal. Um, yeah. I miss the, Uma Thurman. She's awesome. I know she's the best. Mm-hmm. Um, just like I told Lady Freeze when I pulled her plug, this was a one woman show. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> Swimming in that river of ham, <laughs> as the blank check boys put it. I forget. No, it's like a. Branagh, uh, yeah, they were referencing uh, that, yeah, they about it a lot. Um, it's what's so it called? Uh, McDermott. He, well, the story was, uh, what's his name? Ray Stevenson was like, I'm worried that I'm being too hammy, and Kenneth Branagh was like, No, I want you to fucking swim in the river of ham, like, yeah. I don't, like dive in, dude, dive into the river of ham. It's so good. <laughs> They're, yeah, yeah, they have fat and flubber. When when people become flubber, like the two the two <laughs> things that I really adopted, and it's just flubber flubbering about. It's <laughs> fucking Dooku flubbering around. Um, so there's a great scene. Um, he where he goes to drop her off, and you're at Spawn's ranch, which is where the Manson family's kind of hideout mm-hmm. thing was. And he's like, where? He's like, oh, I'm looking for uh, George. He runs the ranch, and they're like, oh, he's inside. And you're like, is he inside? And then he goes he inside. No idea. And he goes to investigate. And, and also, I actually found this out after the fact. Apparently, the Manson family did kill a stuntman, which would have, if I had known that, would have made that scene even more tense because apparently their first murder was a stuntman. Um, so I was like, oh shit, that's kind of cool actually. Um, huh. He goes. Uh, Dakota Fanning, which did not know that was her. I was about to say, ladies um, and gentlemen, Dakota Fanning. Ladies and gentlemen, Bruce Dern. Ladies and gentlemen, Lena Dunham. 
Sure. Why not? I wouldn't say no to Tarantino. Like, why not? Fucking sure, yeah. Yeah, I'll be in your um, movie. Mm-hmm. No, it works though. That's good. Um, yeah, it's not. Goes, it's not distracting either. Like you think it would be distracting, but it's like not, it kind of worked. No, everyone's good. Dakota Fanning's really good. I didn't know it was fucking scenes. her. I was just like, well, I remember fuck? her name was in the beginning, and then I was like, where's she gonna pop up? And then I realized it was her voice right before they showed her. I was just yeah. like. That's because they you keep hearing her voice, but they don't show the face because she's mm-hmm. just barking out orders. And then it's like, oh, OK, but she's so fucking dead eyed to everything he says. And she's just like. She's clearly reciting things. She's not like saying anything. She's like, yeah, we're going to watch FBI at this time and blah, 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 because because mm-hmm. I get mad if she falls asleep. It's like very <laughs> rehearsed almost. Um the, a lot, uh, a lot of the, they it's were really, really good. good. They all, they all that. did, they all did Dead Eyes pretty well. Like all of the cast of like the BG, I, I guess featured of extras. The, yeah, guess, the BGs. Um, <laughs> um, the uh, fucking Bruce Dern shows up. Yeah, he's like, hey, what's up, Bruce Dern? And he, what does he do? Andrew? He gets a Dern talking to you, son of a bitch. I was forget about this. <laughs> he is so darn. He's so darn tired. He's so darn confused. And he's so darn fucked out of his mind. He's, he's so darn blind. He's so da- he is so darn blind, yeah. I do like that. It's like, it's the redhead out there. And he's just like, I fucking told you I'm blind. It's great. He like holds it out. He like draws it out, too. It's just like, I already told you. How would I know the color of our hair? I'm blind. It's almost like that scene in Anchorman, too. Just, I'm, I'm blind. blind. <laughs> it's fucking good. Uh, and it's great. Most, and, and most of those girls apparently were just fucking him and it's like oh my god <laughs> yeah and i yeah um kevin smith's daughter harley quinn smith is in the uh manson family um it, it's like it's a lot of kids of actors and stuff it's weird mm-hmm. definitely a choice yeah but it's just kind of fucking weird yeah. and now tarantino has all of them he has all their daughters <laughs> so fucked up again, um, that, that was what i was thinking which is not like <laughs> i yeah now that you think about it and there's cool. so many bare feet it's, well, they're, all, they're barefoot. all barefoot and it's all just like putting them on the glass they're, they're toesies that is like i I, know, I i kept laughing and gail was like what's what like i'm like i'll tell you after the movie because i'm not gonna i'm not ruining this for you during the movie because i told her after the movie the second time we saw it she's like holy shit there are so many fucking feet in this movie mm-hmm. i was like yeah. yeah it's even brad pitt's moccasins get a little brad pitt's moccasins <laughs> fucking uh leah's fucking boots fucking like everyone you see like everyone's feet in this movie yeah um I wish but, you saw Pacinos. They're probably. Oh, want to see my feet? Come on. Quentin, I want to show my feet. Come on. <laughs> Quentin, why won't you let me show you You're my in feet? a suit in the, the restaurant. They're not going to see your fucking feet, they can see Al. Your fucking feet, Al Pacino. He only calls him Al Pacino. 
Al Pacino. <laughs> Al Pacino, can you just put your fucking shoes back on? Stop um, telling me about my good fucking coffee. Uh, <laughs> I know how oh, oh, good oh. it is, okay? I buy it myself. Oh. Um, <laughs> Super Mario, what are you doing here? King Koopa's on his way. <laughs> it's getting really late, so I can't go full All right, we're, we're getting there. We're, we're getting, getting there, there, everybody. Um, so it, he gets out okay. Dern's all right. You're like, he's like, I just want to make sure they're not taking advantage of you. He leaves. They clearly are. He's like, yeah. Oh, so then he gets to his car. This is one of the, another great scene that I liked. Loved it. Tire slashed. And he's just mm-hmm. like, you do this? And this guy's all teeth are he's jacked like, up. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, yeah, I'm fucked up. And uh, he like, he like, what does he fucking take out a tire and like slam him against the thing? He's like, you got to fix this. This is in my car. Yeah, he's like, this is my boss's car. It takes out the tire and everything else and then throws all the shit on the ground. I was like, oh, no, tire iron. Never happens. And then the dude's like, what? And he's like, you're going to do it. And then he just breaks his fucking nose in a punch. And then punches him a couple more times, and then all the hippies start surrounding him. He's just like, he only again, he only calls them hippies. He's like, if you hippies fucking like, wanna, he's like, I'm trying to leave. I'll fucking do something break about his it. Teeth yeah. or whatever. He's like, I'll mm-hmm. break. he says something like that. He's like, you take one more step, I'll fucking destroy his face, basically. And, and you know he can. At this and point. you're like, oh, yeah, he probably will. Like, he probably can. He probably will. Um, um, they so go off to get Tex to go help out. And Tex shows up right as, like... Because, like, the tension's still going. Like, you're still like, oh, fuck. Like, Tex is coming. Tex, I know. Because I knew. I was like, Tex was at the murders. He's a fucking crazy son of a bitch. I did not know that. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, ah, shit. Like, that's not good. Hmm. Uh, so he gets away, goes back, picks up Leo, right? What happens Pretty much. Next? Like... He like picks him up, and then I think it's the five months later. Pretty much, Leo probably has his oh, good scene. Gets his gets his. Uh, he gets that cigarette dipped in acid. Oh, he gets cigarette. He gets a cigarette. It's like I got this cigarette dipped in acid. I brought it from hippie era, and then the flashbacks. He's just like I'm. I'm selling cigarettes di- dipped in acid. You want one? Okay, fifty cents. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Cost me fifty cents. That's all it costs. Like it's the, the flashback is borderline unnecessary, but it's fucking hilarious. It's great because um, like they do they do like a ten minute extended one, and then they do like a ten second one that's just like literally telling you what they just told you. Like it's like it's played for laughs the entire time. It's great. They're borderline like Family Guy cutaways. It's great. Yeah. It's yeah. it's oh, fucking so funny. Um, yeah, he gets the acid cigarette. He's like, if I'm gonna trip, I'm gonna want to trip here at your house. He's like, I'll feel good here. Don't. He's like, now don't go accidentally smoking this by accident, <laughs> which is great. Um, and then, what does he say? Leo has a great line. He's like, my booze doesn't need a buddy or something like that. Oh, he says that. Yeah, <laughs> so which, good. That's I a great really, line. Yeah. And, oh, and they're watching. No, they're watching FBI. Yes, which Leo. One of my favorite fucking parts of the whole movie too. Yeah, where they're just fucking hanging out. Oh, and right before they watch it, he's just like. He's like, yeah, I knew we were going to watch it. I got a six-pack in the back. Let's order pizza. And then it's just them fucking hanging out. And it's like, God, they're fucking buddies. I never thought, like, watching a fake show that they edited Leo in where Leo and Brad Pitt basically do a commentary for, like, five minutes straight is, like, the best thing ever. 
It's great, but it's it the best really thing ever. It's, it's, fucking, it's just <laughs> it's, it's it's like it's just two fucking bros talking about a mo- like a shit that they worked on. It's like and that guy just, was a, they're watching that guy was an asshole. <laughs> just yeah. like, oh, yes. Love the shot. <laughs> that kind good of thing. shot. Nice jump. Yeah, like yeah. that's the like, good jump or whatever. Yeah, it's it's great. It's great. Um, it's so but good. Again, plot wise, it's just meandering. Uh, yeah. The because like Margot Robbie. They go to the Playboy Mansion, and then Steve McQueen is there, played by the dude from fucking Billions and, and Billions. A lot of stuff. He's in. He he just explains he like just the, ex the, Basil exposition, <laughs> and then he's like, "I never stood a chance." That's how he ends it, which is kind of fucking ridiculous now that I think about it. But speaking of Basil exposition, Roman Polanski, the pedophile, is dressed up as Austin Powers yeah. in this scene, basically. I guess like he's Austin Powers, but then I someone also pointed out that Django kind of wears that outfit too. Exactly, I was sick of that because Django dresses like Austin Powers, but Tarantino just fucking loves Austin. Well, I guess he he put Mike Myers in Inglorious Bastards, so oh yeah, he did. I would oh my god, Tarantino Mike Myers collab would be great, dude. He like revives um, his career. Could you imagine? He fucking Travolta treatment him, dude. That's what he wanted to do with Luke Perry. It felt like. Yeah. R.I.P. Luke Perry's uh, only in like a scene. It was great though. The following are only in a scene. Charles Manson, Luke Perry, Lena Dunham, Dakota Fanning, Michael Madsen? <laughs> He's in Bounty Law, you're right. Kurt Russell, Zoe Bell. And in the credits they say Tim Roth. It's like end the gang. And then like Tim Roth is in there, but it just says in parentheses cut, which I hope is a bit. Uh, yeah. Well, no, they apparently he's doing an extended version for Netflix like he did with Hateful Eight. Yeah, but but I but I hope he's just like and Tim okay. Roth book cut. <laughs> like didn't tell Tim Roth. It's like I just thought that'd be funny. Um uh, man. Yeah, no, that yeah. shit was good. Yeah. Um what else? Uh, fucking Timothy Oliphant. Isn't great. For a I scene. fucking love Timothy. No, he's in it for a little bit more. Well, I, I mean, it's like it, an extended scene, but he's only contained in that one part of the movie. And he, I fucking love Oliphant. He's great. Ever since Die Hard 4, I've been oh, hype on Oliphant. He's good. Oh, no, I'm getting sleepy. Um, All right, we're there. We're getting there. Okay, Almost so. There. They're back. He did a bunch of spaghetti westerns that Al Pacino I need. And also Kurt Russell narrates for like 20 minutes. He narrates it's, in the beginning too, which I didn't notice until the second time. It's only, and I realized it, but he only does like two lines of narration. Yeah. And then suddenly at the end, when there's like, I don't know, 25, 30 minutes left, it's just kind of like, here's a whole, there's like 10 minutes of Kurt Russell narration, just kind of like establishing stuff. It's, it's really fucking weird. I thought, yeah. I found that to be the most jarring. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a big change. I, I did love the Spaghetti Western stuff, and specifically, I want the poster for Operation, or Operazione uh, Dynamite, because it's like a smirking like painting of like DiCaprio, like, hmm, it's Operation Dynamite. It's fucking great. It's like a, a heist movie. Uh. <sighs> It's like a James Bond ripoff, and like apparently they got like a classic. Uh, he got hired a classic movie 
artist to do it all again. So like he, it's like the guy who did like all those types of posters. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. <laughs> Um, they're great. The posters are all fucking great. Like one of them is like really racist towards like Native <laughs> Americans. It's fucking great. I forget what it's, it's called. Oh, uh, red, bo- red blood, run red skin or something. Yeah. Red blood, red skin. It's based on the novel. The only good Indian is a dead Indian. <laughs> yeah. Jesus I remember Christ. that. Cause, Cause it's it was, like, it's uh, crazy. I mean, it's, it's not, I mean, obviously in the context of, like movies back then were made like that. Obviously, yeah. it's offensive, but like I, no, I like that Tarantino. Fun of it, culture too, yeah, yeah, it's it's making fun of like how fucking, I mean, how bad Hollywood was with that kind of stuff, and still kind of it, is. Um, it's like the the murals in Pawnee and Parks and Rec. Yeah, <laughs> kind of. It's that, yeah. that one. That one in particular. Yeah. yeah. No, um, it's it's. I I really. Because also, uh, fucking when he's doing the self tape, like when he's rehearsing his lines and he's doing like me- a Spanish, uh, Mexican accent, it's like, she's like, Jesus Christ. But you can't help but laugh because it's like, yeah, of course a guy in that time period would fucking do that. Well, like, like he, he describes the, in the, in the show, he has to say, it's like your chili, pe- where's your chili pepper daughter? It's like, and it's a white girl too. Like it's, oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> like it's, it's pretty, good at doing that. Yeah. There's um whitewashing ironically. Ironic term for that, but mm-hmm. history, I guess. Yeah. The um yeah. The the you find out though that he's been doing all these spaghetti westerns, he's been doing all these Italian movies, and he fell in love with one of his co stars. He got married and then him and Cliff, uh Brad Pitt are gonna basically end their partnership as they're on their way, it, it picks up as they're landing on their plane. They're kind of on the way back, and then they mirror uh, a sequence from the opening of the movie with Polanski and um, Sharon Tate landing back in the states. They mirror it with Leo and his wife, uh, and then then they just start like rattling off like what the, the events of the night of the Manson murders, and then we build up to it, and it's like. It, it, but he he sets the stage as Leo and Brad Pitt are gonna have a good old fashioned drunk because that's the only way that they could kind of end this kind of, like the friendship that they have. The only way to end it properly is to get a good old fashioned drunk. And I was like, "Fuck yeah!" <laughs> like, <laughs> they get fucking smashed. They take a cab home. They're hanging out, and then uh, they're both fucking drunk. And I think when they pick up, it's like uh, Leo's like making margaritas at midnight. He's like fucking blasted, making margaritas. Um, Brad Pitt finds the acid cigarette and he's like, oh, guess tonight's the night. And he starts smoking it as he takes his dog out for a walk uh, and then comes back and he and he's just like, train has left the station. (laughs) (laughs) Everything with high Brad Pitt was fucking amazing. It's like Um, I read somewhere on Reddit that (laughs) apparent like. They said that you can't burn acid. Like, it doesn't have any effect if you burn it. So either it's, like, a mistake by Tarantino or it actually was PCP. Which makes a lot of sense, given what happens next. (laughs) 
So I don't know. It could be a really fucking great detail that just like everyone overlooked because the, the movie just tells you it's acid and never like suggests otherwise. And also drugs in movies. Like, yeah. You know, they're never really that accurate. Um, I, I wouldn't have known that. I, I would have assumed like, because I was thinking about it, I would have assumed maybe if it was just like on his lips the whole time, he would have absorbed it that way or something. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So he he's tripping balls. He's trying to feed the dog. <laughs> There's a great thing where he eats the one can it drops out and it like falls and it's like, and you just go, whoa, <laughs> it's, it's great. It's so good. Uh, and, uh, and then the text, he like licks one, he like licks he one licks of it. it. He like tastes it. He's like, Ugh. and yeah. then, so the text and then, uh, two other who we briefly see in the, Spawn Ranch scene or in the car with Uma Thurman uh, Spawn and Uma Thurman too. Tuma Uma Thurman. Thurman. Too. Uma Thurman. Tuma Oprah. <laughs> and then they're like, "All right, we're gonna." But they're they pull up. Leo freaks out. He's like, "You fucking hippies! You goddamn hippies with your muffler! You're trying to smoke dope!" Blah, blah, blah. And they're like, oh, "He's like, so all right, good. I'm trying to like go and like that's starting to get tense because he's got the gun." And they're like, "Like, you think you're gonna shoot him?" And yeah. they just go down the hill, park the car, and start walking up. Well, no, Tuma. They, they're like, wait, was that? What is that? What's his name? And they're like, oh, shit, that, J.K. that was. So J.K. J.K. Hill? Oh, I used to love watching his show. And they start talking about that. It's great. And then one of them's just like, yeah, while well, on drugs the other day, I was thinking about, like, how violent we are because of TV. Everything on TV is death. We should kill the people who we learned to be violent from. And then they're all just like, whoa, great yeah. yeah fucking idea except for Maya Hawk who's just kind of like oh geez guys I don't know and she ultimately drives off she's like oh I forgot my knife in the car and then <laughs> drives away which is fucking ridiculous kind of when you <laughs> outline it um so then they go the three of them all break into the house as Brad Pitt is talking to the dog trying to feed the dog uh the one dude come, the dude with the gun text comes in text, the front door yeah. Yeah, with the, with the gun drawn. Here to do the devil's business. He's like, <laughs> Brad Pitt's just like laughing at him. What? Like, what? <laughs> he, he straight up asks him if he's real at one point. He's like, no, you're real, right? Like, it's great. And the dog the whole time is like sitting on the couch and it's been waiting to get fed again. So it's in like waiting mode and it's like looking at him and it started barking and it knew that they were like coming and stuff because it's the best dog in, in yeah. movies. Yeah. Uh, and they just start like kind of like yelling at him and because he's tripping out they, they just start getting madder and madder but he just starts like cracking up and stuff and then he's they, like, like holding the fake gun he's like pointing his finger at him while he's got the gun pointed at him he's like <laughs> he's like laughing <laughs> they're both fucking cracking up it's so good um, and I do love after everything Brad Pitt's spoiler Brad Pitt's just like I don't know he said it was the devil come to do devil stuff I don't know it's devil so, shit. <laughs> the way he says it, he's like, come to do devil shit. I don't, I don't know. Like, he doesn't <laughs> care. Bless you. He doesn't give Thank a shit. You. So I, then, yeah. He goes, he does the thing. Like he's like, six the dog, fucking starts chomping Texas balls. Well, it goes for the arm, the gun arm. Goes for first. the arm first, gets the mm-hmm. gun, goes for his dick. He throws uh, the can that he still had 
at dark haired girl, dark haired girl's face. And it fucking caves her nose in. Smashes her face in, dude. It was basically at this point where I was in cackle and yelling Jesus mode. Yes. I was just like, yeah. oh, Jesus. <laughs> because it's so much. He takes one of them. Out of nowhere. Well, you know it's coming the whole time, but you, d- not you don't like know how it's going to go down, though. Just, again, circle back to the Matrix. Not like this. Like, I didn't fucking... I don't know. I didn't fucking see that coming. Where it's just like, there's one where he just bashes their fucking face into like a phone like eight times. Oh, it's so, crazy. So he, he throws the thing at her. She's down for the count. And then he texts, like, he steps on Tex's throat and crushes his throat. Yeah, he uh, like stomps yeah. him in like the doorway, right? Yeah. yeah. And then he takes the uh, the redhead girl, smashes her head against the phone, and then smashes her head against the table, and then smashes her head against the uh, like mantle, like the brick fireplace oh, mantle. That's right. And he does it each of them like six times. So it's like her face is pulp, basically. And it's like it's fucking it's the sound that's the worst part. It's like it's kind of bloody and like gross, but like it's mostly the sound that does it for you. And it's just mm. like. He's just fucking, and he had, he's like almost emotionless because he's just fucking high, and he's just. Like, he's also emotionless like the whole fucking movie too. Yeah. Um, and then the dark-haired girl, she attacks him. She gets a knife into his leg, and before she runs out through the back like glass door. With also, the there's gun. some stuff with um Leo's Italian wife who's there, but she's mostly there to be in her underwear screaming in Italian. Um, <laughs> she does right. punch. She does punch the redhead. Oh, no, that's right. You know, that's she, right. she gets a lick in. Yeah. Yeah. And then the um, dog goes and kind of covers for her, which is a great beat. Um, yeah. She falls into the pool because Leo is in there drinking headphones on. Has no idea what's going on. No fucking idea what's going on. She falls in and there's a great shot where she's in the pool and he's like stumbling to the shed. And I thought he was just going to go and hide because the way he runs is really, really funny because he just looks defenseless and confused. <laughs> He comes out. The music from the fourteen fists of McCleskey or was it McCleskey come out, starts playing like it's the music from that Nazi movie, and he's just got the fucking flamethrower. He is and he's and he's so fucking like empty. He's just like he has like the same fucking kind of like it, he like, like gives him that like um. I'm taking over this role kind of thing. Like he re embodies his role in a weird way. Cause he has like a different posture and just fucking torches her. And she's in the pool. It's fucking crazy. I laughed for a good two minutes at that. I thought that was the funniest shit in the world. I was like, this is not at all. It just turns it up to 11 at the end. He's just like, let's fucking go. And then the, it, it's uh, so fucking funny. The, and then, like, the police come, and they kind of chill out, but it, he then it starts explaining it to Emil Hirsch, because Emil Hirsch is like, what, what the hell happened? And he's like, oh, yeah, you know, my buddy killed, tried to attack me, my wife, my buddy, buddy killed two of them, and I got the third one in the pool. I should torture him with a flamethrower. He's just casually explaining why he has a flamethrower. <laughs> he's like, from the 14th fifth of McCleskey. He like, like knows yeah. about it. He's like, yeah, that's the one. It's so funny. <laughs> and then oh. Oh, the best line, too, he's like, is everyone all right? And he's like, yeah, well, the fucking hippies aren't, but. <laughs> they keep calling him hippie when they just refer to him as hippies. Like, it really makes them the other, but it's so fucking funny. 
but it's true though. Like I, I it does. I thought I was kind of worried about this movie before I saw it because I was wondering if he was going to show the Tate murders because he has done some dark shit before. Um, but also I'm like, yeah, fuck these kids. Like they fucking like I. It was weird. Like I, it was weirdly satisfactory. You know, mm-hmm. like I was just like. Yeah, like fuck those assholes. They didn't deserve to get get away with this, you know. It, it does have that kind of like once upon a time, and it twists it, you know. It's like almost like someone telling the happy story again, which is like I go back to the title. It's like his his like bedtime story of like the happy ending. It's Hollywood. It, it, it's it's twisting a true story into whatever the fuck you want it to be, but it's. Uh, doing that about Hollywood it's history itself so it's also just like how well how do you like it maybe I don't, it's weird I mean, so, uh, yeah I, I picture it as like if it's Tarantino's bedtime story it's like once yeah. upon a time in Hollywood there was a actress named Sharon Tate and uh, you know throw in these two two new guys you know what I mean it's like here's my hot take okay and I hesitated to text you this at, immediately after seeing the movie my biggest problem with the ending and the the Sharon Tate, the, the Manson murder, Manson family stuff, is this whole movie is also midlife crisis, middle-aged white dude problems, the movie, in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. But it's like Tarantino's version of that. It That scene at the end kind of has that middle-aged white dude energy. Yeah. That, hold up. It's got that Mark Wahlberg, had I been on that plane, 9-11 wouldn't have gone down like that, like energy. And that's my, that was what I was fucking thinking about while the fight, while the fucking violence was happening. He said that, right? He fucking said that because he was supposed to be on the plane. He was just like, let me tell you, wouldn't have gone down like that. Like, which is the fucking craziest thing in the world. I did not know he said that. He, I'm, I, dude. Holy shit! I believe yeah. it. I mean, I'm like, it Googling sounds right now, sounds just, very Marky Mark to me. Like, no, it wouldn't have fucking gone down like that, bro. Let me, hold up. I'll give him Wahlberg. a little like. I'll give him a little bit of Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. You know. Here we go. I typed in Mark Wahlberg nine, and there we go. Nine eleven ticket. Um, nine eleven. I'll just do Mark Wahlberg nine eleven. This is what I'm googling now. I would have beat terrorists. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> This is John Lennon. Beatles are bigger than God. Moment. I think it's worse. I think it's worse to be completely honest. No, I know. If I was on that plane with my kids, it wouldn't have went down like it did. He tells the magazine there would have been a lot of blood in that first class cabin, and then me saying, "Okay, we're gonna land somewhere safely. Don't worry." Holy shit. It's worse. It's worse because it's so much worse. He talks about landing the plane. (laughs) Who's going to fucking land it, Marky Mark? Oh, my God, Mark. Thanks for taking out those terrorists, but who's going to land this plane? Okay, don't worry. No one worry. We're going to land somewhere safe. I'm going to figure it out. They're going to make a fucking movie out of this, bro. Donnie's going to play me. He needs the work. Um, Clint Eastwood directing Mark Wahlberg saving oh 9-11. Oh, my God. That's so in poor taste. <sighs> Well, it also, well, yeah, it's also super anti-hippie, which makes like, yeah, I know what you're saying. It's like, it's, it's like, fuck these people. I mean, the specific people they refer to as hippies are not hippies. They think they they are, but like they, they, it does have like a very like you fucking millennials kind of. 
right? Maybe no, I I didn't get that. If any of the millennial stuff I got from the little girl actress, not to say little girl, she doesn't like to be called things like that, but like everything that because <laughs> mm-hmm, everything with her felt much more timely. The stuff with the hippies was just like everything about them was like, oh, driving to this place and I'll fucking suck your dick while you're driving. Also, I'm underage. Also, we're a bunch of teenage girls who are fucking this old man so that we can live at his ranch. And we want to murder people. Like, they don't... There's nothing... Like, we see nothing good from them. The, the first thing they do is, like... They're just getting, like, hot dogs out of the trash. <laughs> yeah, they're dumpster the diving. No, you're right. Well, that's... It's kind of true, though. Like, that it, that was pretty accurate to what that cult was. Um, mm. It was really fucked up. Like, I've... I since can't. seeing the movie, watched a lot of docs about them. And it's just, like... Even after the fact, when they all got arrested, like the rest of them that were like Squeaky, the one that Dakota Fanning played, was like doing TV interviews with like a shotgun, being like, "We're gonna go get them, like we're gonna break them out." Like they were like ready to fucking go. It was wild. Don't don't take out my Mark Wahlberg comments, but the because seriously, that's like the thing where that that's like one of the things that's just maybe bothering me about it, where it's just like. Because then it's this weird happy ending where Leo then goes to talk to Sharon Tate, and then it's like, well, maybe now he'll be in a Roman Polanski movie. It's like, is that better? (laughs) (laughs) Well, who knows what he would have done if Sharon Tate lived, you know, man. No, I I see where you're coming from. I, I, but also it's like, I, I'm kind of glad it was that and not full-on tape murders because i feel like that's in worse taste didn't they, cut it, didn't they cut like her baby out of her <laughs> probably i don't yeah. know fully but it was bad it was she's fucking pregnant you know, it's fucking brutal watch that yeah no it's i i'm glad he showed restraint and like i think some sort of class with that and i think he handled sharon tate specifically pretty well um i think she gets like, like four lines, which is definitely kind of a problem. But I think I don't know. There's a lot of her that's just like a lot of her stuff. She is a joy is she, to watch. Is she not? But is she is she even really supposed to be a character? Like that's that's what I was saying in the beginning. It's like maybe like casting someone not as famous might have been better for it. Like I don't know. Like it, really I don't, good. I don't think people would have been as pissed if it wasn't Margot Robbie. Honestly, like that's the thing. It's like the whole thing was about people being mad that Margot Robbie didn't get more lines, not that Sharon Tate didn't get more lines. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like that's where I think it lies. You know, what I, mean? I, I don't know. Like hmm. it could be like one of those. She is kind of a red herring. She isn't, but like I also really sympathized with her and like liked her character. You know, so. <laughs> She was just starting out. And it was like effective, you know? There's, there's the bit where she goes to the movie theater and has to like jump through hoops to be like, no, I'm in the movie. Can I yeah. Can I just watch it? And she puts on the big glasses. She's got really big glasses and she can't see. Um, and she's watching the screen and she gets the picture taken next to And they're like, oh, go next to the poster so people will know who you are. It's like Ooh. such a loaded fucking... Yeah. I don't... That actress has been popping up in a lot of stuff. She's funny. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so I don't know. I, I, I can see where people were angry. I totally understand. Yeah, I wasn't. But I also am like, I don't think she's the point of the movie. She kind of is there to like mislead the audience in a way. 
but also you want to see her make it through in the end, I think, because she's just starting out. And yeah, she's she, she, totally innocent person in all of this, like had nothing, did nothing wrong. I think that that's probably really what it is. She, she, they do portray her as being super fucking innocent where she's like playing like comedic lead and like her comedic like side character. She's like reciting her fight moves while she's mm-hmm. watching them and remembering Bruce Lee teaching her. I was like, okay. Um, yeah, that was a good, that was a good moment. I like that. Um, it's, it's a complicated thing because it is like, what is the point of a lot of things that he did he did in this movie you know what i mean it's like why what's it about why yeah. did he make it why did mm-hmm. he want to make it why this why it, in it, the way he did you know what i mean it's like it's just a weird fucking movie but it is super fucking fun and he changes history in a different way than Inglorious bastards too which well, is like, way different where that is just kind of like, no, you want to see this, but this one's like, Do it's, we? A, it's a weirder one to take away. I don't know. It's weird. Well, yeah, because it's like Hitler kind of just still dies. It's just in a different circumstance, you know, like it's. But now it's, it's like Sharon, Sharon Tate and her child. Do you think that Quentin Tarantino was the baby at the end? It's symbolic. It's symbolic. That's me. I'm that baby. I'm, yeah. I'm the baby. I like to think I'm the baby. Um, I'm, I'm the baby. Gotta love me. I also feel like while watching this and with what he's been doing with Netflix and his whole 10 movie thing that he's been talking about, I think he's going to go to TV. I think that's going to be Tarantino's loophole um, in the next like eight years. Um where he's just going to start doing miniseries and TV shows. Cause this just as much of it being like a love letter to old movies was more about old TV shows mm-hmm. and he loves TV. He's talked about, stuff. I would watch a fucking eight episodes, Tarantino, Star Trek. <laughs> like, oh, the, dude, you gotta watch the shit out of that. Fuck yeah. Also, while I was watching this, I was like, I'd I'd love to see if he did a musical. If his 10th movie is a musical, like I want to see him do something genre. Because we've not really seen that, but th- there's there's a rhythm and a, and an energy to the the uh, Sharon Tate scenes, and also just his great soundtracks. Where I was just like, yeah, I could see him do a fucking musical. That'd be, well, he's that'd definitely be good. veering more in towards in genre. I think like he like Inglorious Bastards and Django and this. I think yeah. are all and even Hateful Eight. It's it's like more genre and like period too. Mm-hmm. He's only doing period pieces now, I feel. Yeah, it's his genre period. Yeah. It's period but genre. I do, I do, it is a complicated movie. There are some problems with it culturally, I but think. It's, but it's great. It's, it's, it's super fucking fun. It's super long. I was never really bored. I didn't feel, didn't feel like a almost three hour movie. Nope, and I drank a bunch of things while I was watching. I had a, a soda and a big old seltzy, and I had a crunch bar because I haven't had a fucking crunch. Bar. I was at the 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 place nearby, and I was just like, "Ooh, fucking crunch bar, hell yeah!" And I just brought like a backpack full of shit to the theater, and they just didn't even look. Uh, and I was like, "Hell yeah!" Um, 
I didn't even have to go to the bathroom. It was great. Oh, I had to pee so bad the first time. I was dying at the end. I was worried, but I was. I think I was just super dehydrated. Because I had, I had worked out a lot yesterday, but the... Uh, <laughs> uh, I hate me. Oh, uh, man. No, it, was, it was good. Um, yeah. I am definitely going to buy it, I think. I can watch mm-hmm. that movie a lot more. It's fucking really fun. It's really fun. It... it because some of his yeah. movies can be kind of hard to watch. Like, I rewatched Pulp Fiction, and I was like, this is a fucking rough movie. It's rough, and it's... You have to pay attention. Like, Pulp Fiction's really good, but it's... that That's the other thing with his movies, where it's like... And Jackie Brown, I've never seen, but the... But it's on Netflix, so I'm going to get around to it. But the... Um, yeah, this felt pretty watchable, and it's like, if anything, it's just... The stuff at the end is just like, whoa! It's <laughs> There he is. I was wondering when Tarantino was going to come out to play. Because yeah. it is, it is all, up until then, it is very fucking chill. It's a very it's a relaxed fit Tarantino. Mm-hmm. Relaxed fit. <laughs> RFQT. I'm going to give this. Uh, so, better or worse than Suicide Squad? I'm going to say better. Okay, I'm going to say better. Um, I feel like we should have a movie that like we both agree is really great. Like what's like a movie that you and I really like that's like so we can, we can do like a tier system. Like what's like a middle of the road movie that you and I are like, yeah, that's good. Pacific Rim. As like a middle tier? Ooh, interesting. Nah, no. Uh, I, I disagree. I was, uh, I was about to say, I was like, I might like that more than you do then. <laughs> There's gotta be something. I was gonna say, should we just do it? based off of DC movies. That's such a crazy bar. Because <laughs> then I guess Man of Steel would have to be... Better than Aquaman. Well, what if we did Batman Returns? <laughs> That's actually a good one. If we do a Marvel movie, we could do better than Ant-Man. Ant-Man is middle of the road. That is that is fucking middle of the road right there. there you go. What's is like a... Better than Ant-Man? Better than Ant-Man, yeah. Oh, dude, fucking also Scoot McNary and Clifton Collins. I couldn't remember Clifton Collins' name. Um, Speaking of Pacific Rim. Yeah. Oh, shit, he is in that. Because we were talking about Cliff Curtis. I, I get their names mixed up. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to say that. I didn't want to say that. A lot of uh, Cliff Booth. Three Cliffs. John Cliffs. Wilkes Booth. Um, <laughs> yeah, I forgot Scoot. I like Scoot McNary also. He's good. He's only in it for a scene. I don't think Cliff Curtis gets it. Uh, did I say the right name? Yeah. Okay. No. He, no. Uh, Clifton Collins. Clifton Collins. There we go. He, didn't he has like any. one line. I think he has like one line. And he's like, here we are, boss. It's like something like that. Um, the director of that was ridiculous, too. He was good. Um, this fucking hair. <laughs> Uh, I'm trying to think, like, what's what does he say, like, what does he say, like, dark Shakespeare or something, like, the depressing Shakespeare or something? Oh, or evil like, Hamlet or something? Evil Hamlet, that's what yeah. it was. He's calling him evil Hamlet. He's like, oh, it's great, evil Hamlet. He throws the girl on the ground. She's like, it's okay, it's got, I've got pads on. Sometimes I like to just throw myself on the ground. It's like, what, why? <laughs> she was the best. <laughs> she was good. She was reading and, like, oh, oh so good. Leo just um, loses it, starts breaking down. <laughs> He's talking about his book. It's the best acting I've ever seen. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> it's so All right. So people said uh, he says it's a great fucking note, right? 
Great fucking note. I don't remember. Because I think they different taked us in the trailer. In the trailer, it sounds like he says great fucking note. Mm. Like actor giving another actor a note. Oh. I thought also... I thought he also said part time. <laughs> Love it. Was this or, better than Crystal Skull? Was this yeah. better than Crystal Skull's first act? That's so specific. And yes, it was. <laughs> the night, the the chase. Okay, what is our like? What's like one that like you and you and I both agree on? Uh, I f- this one, this is a hard. I feel like we gotta do Ant Man's or Middle of the Road. Suicide Squads are like fucking. I don't know. Uh, I almost said Fury Road, but Fury Road feels like that's, that's too high of a bar. Yeah, that's yeah. Too high. Gotta do one where I, I want to say three hundred, because like Ooh, you and Watchmen? I. That's a that's a hard one to or Legend Legend of the Guardians, <laughs> the Owls of Goo-hoo. Which is on HBO again, by the way. Check it <laughs> that out. It's terrifying. I don't want to watch it again. It's too scary. Did you ever watch Hugo? <laughs> you bitch. <laughs> you bitch. I think I have it, though. It's, Hugo's really good. And it's, know, it's the Martin Scorsese. Like, this is my love letter to movies. Um, I don't know. We're not going to solve this. Um, we'll figure it out, but we, we got halfway. We got that, man. <laughs> man is middle of the fucking road. <sighs> All right. Well, I'm starting to yawn. A right, lot. Yeah, go, dude. yeah, it's like one. <laughs> fucking thanks for listening. Subscribe mm. to that shit. Rate us. Mm. All that fun stuff. <laughs> Bye. Bye.